Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the lack of info for Destiny 2 Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday during the day doing these talks in front of a live audience. SNTRlive.com will take you there. It's purely a live channel now. If you prefer the video uploads, go to SNTRvideos.com. Those are sort of your two choices, a live channel or an archive channel. So we have talked about this a lot in stream. There are people who are probably groaning and rolling their eyes like, ugh, we're talking about lack of info again. Yes, but I want to phrase this conversation or frame, I'm sorry, this conversation in a way that I think is more helpful. If you were around during my streams, end of September or middle of September, there was this growing concern that this was generally going to be the time the game was supposed to launch, the expansion was supposed to launch, and yet we still know very little. I think a lot of folks thought that was when things were going to really ramp up, like, hey, this is when Beyond Light was supposed to launch, now we're going to give you a bunch of information. I continue to sort of push back on that notion and tell people that I thought October was going to sort of be the ramp up month, and it is now October 22nd, and I feel like we've gotten very little info. The difference between back then and now feels pretty marginal. The trailer with the story information was pretty cool, and we got some info about ghosts uh, and the dynamic weather, but in general, I'm still in the dark on a lot of things as well as other people. Let me say this on the front end. If you feel like you have enough information to pre-order right now, good, awesome. I am not trying to convince you to another position. I am merely going to try to walk through how this was a different year with respect to marketing and strategy and how I still want there to be mystery. I don't want to see anything. And at the end, I want to talk about just having good expectations. So let's just talk about how this was a different year. All right. This has been a different year for Bungie, Destiny 2, and the entire global gaming community. All right. This has not been your, you know, a normal year for any of us. Now, this has affected a ton of things. All right. There are countless games, expansions, movies, TV shows. All kind of things are getting delayed. And I want to make sure we keep that in our minds. So when I say there's a lack of info or I take up for people that are slightly frustrated about the lack of information, I am not sitting here sort of browbeating a company that has gone through what would be considered a pretty trying year as a, you know, as a company that's this size, as well as a company that really has their sights set on turning their franchise around a corner. And I think Beyond Light's one of the tools for them to do that. This year has led to not just a delay of Beyond Light, I think that was kind of the first and most major thing that was disappointing about this year, but it's also led to a very different marketing strategy from Bungie on the next Destiny 2 expansion. Ordinarily, what we're accustomed to is a marketing push in the summer. I interviewed Bungie at E3 about Shadowkeep. I was main stage. They're talking about Shadowkeep. They're outlining what we're going to be doing, where we're going to be going. That was in June of last year. This year, they'd waited until this month to land that story trailer. We still don't know a whole lot. We don't have a calendar. We don't even have details about the season. If you consider Game Pass holders are going to get Beyond Light included with Xbox Game Pass, right now, if they considered buying the $10 season in addition to getting Beyond Light, they have no idea what comes with it, what it looks like, and what they're getting for the $10. All of this is creating a growing concern in the community as we sort of end October. We're going into the end of October, and many of us have said to wait, you know, wait for October, and yet we're about to kind of leave, all right? Now, we know right now while I'm recording this, this is Thursday morning, 
We know that tonight, the TWAB, we're probably going to do a live stream read of it. Uh, We know that they're going to address guns. We don't know to what degree. We got an update from a community manager that said pew pew. He also said that next week would be about economy and progression. Now that makes me happy because I've consistently been like, I want to know what's going on with progression and leveling. How is it changing? What are you doing with it? All right. So we're going to get that information next week. Tonight, if it's purely sandbox patch notes, I will be pretty disappointed. I would like to see some measure of quality of life needle movement on guns I mean I I know holding out for weapons 2.0 is probably a bit of a lost cause but I would really like to see something done with weapons since they're adding so much customization with stasis and your ghosts it's going to be really weird if guns get kind of left behind so while we're recording this we're hoping tonight's pretty substantive but I'm not going to hold my breath it may end up just being a sandbox twab next I want to say leave some mystery all right historically speaking Bungie's marketing has been sort of all over the place and I still want mystery if you've been around long enough if you're OG enough to remember the way that they marketed Rise of Iron I think that that was too extreme they did an entire spread with Game Informer and they actually showed us all of the complete armor sets for Wrath of the Machine they did the same thing with Garden of Salvation which caused everybody to get really upset about reskins but we saw the entire armor set spinning around in a nice animation I don't like that. I want there to be some mystery. I like to have some of those things hidden from sight. So that's a great example of how I would phrase this. I know there's a raid, and that means I know there's raid armor. So all you have to do is tell me there's a raid. So at this point, many of us are kind of asking, what are we actually getting? Is there a seasonal piece of content on Europa? What am I getting that the free-to-play players are not getting? I do think, in many respects, another element that's different this time is that free-to-play players are getting so much. Many are saying, okay, what what do we get that they don't get? Free-to-play and Game Pass has, in some respects, changed the dialogue. As I said, the Rise of Iron you know, spread for Game Informer was arguably the most transparent info dump that I have ever seen traditionally with Bungie. So if that's an extreme, we're on the other end of the spectrum right now you've got rise of iron game informer where you see raid armor ahead of time and now we're getting little bits and pieces and don't have a clear picture on what we're getting again if you're happy with the amount of information you have received and you have already pre-ordered i am not trying to dissuade you i'm simply saying i don't feel like i have a clear picture on what is going on if someone right now told me look i'll give you a million dollars you do a video on what we're getting in beyond light and why it's worth the 50 because essentially the expansion costs 50 it's 40 for beyond light and 10 dollars for the season i would have a hard time making that video i don't have a clear picture on what we're getting it's a very short list a planet a strike a raid like that's essentially it and new subclasses that is all i could list i wouldn't have i wouldn't be able to say very very much if i were to look at other games if Division 2 or Borderlands 3 or any game was saying they had a $50 expansion coming out, I would I would guess that I could go to their website and find out a ton of information about that expansion. Seasonal calendars from Destiny 2 Year 3 may have made Bungie very gun-shy after the Bastion and Corridors of Time, but we still need some info. We do know they kind of got some hot 
and, and spicy criticism, and I think they took it personal, because Quarter of the Time was supposed to be this really dope event, and it was, and the Bastion sort of took the wind out of the sails and deflated the tire. It was like, oh my gosh, we already knew this was coming, and they got a lot of criticism. And since then, they have dialed back the information they give us, you know, every season. Worthy was dialed back. We didn't see as much season of arrivals we really didn't see anything until the day the season launched so the the trajectory of marketing has changed but i do think it's okay to have what i'm calling fair expectations okay i am trying to have fair expectations on two different fronts first i'm trying to have fair expectations with respect to what they tell us and second what we actually get i am not expecting this to be a 60 dollars brand new game with a bunch of different planets and a bunch of different activities i'm having reasonable and fair expectations based upon what they've done traditionally in expansions and based upon what they've told us but i'm also trying to have fair expectations about they do and have said that they want to keep their cards close to their chest they're playing it close to the chest they don't want to let us know everything maybe they've got some secrets and some surprises and some fireworks that we haven't seen yet because right now it seems pretty thin you know a handful of exotics a weapon set that we've seen that's like red and an armor set has is basically all we've seen with respect to loot that seems pretty thin given how much is getting sunset like year three and back is all getting sunset so we still very very much right now i think are, are, are absent and lacking on the info We need to be careful about two extremes. And this is how I want to frame the subject. Because I know, as I said, some people are getting a little bit tired of this subject. Okay, There's two extremes. There is rampant pessimism or blind hope. I don't think either of those extremes are helpful. If you're just kind of blindly hoping and and, and accepting that we don't know enough, but you're just going to play it and it's going to be amazing, that's just, I think, as unhelpful as someone who is being rampantly pessimistic about how, oh, the sky is falling, this is going to be terrible, it's not good. I don't think either of these are helpful. Requesting basic information about what amounts to a $50 expansion is a fair request and I believe Bungie should do their best to meet that request again I don't need to see everything I just need to know what exactly am I buying we're going to transition to Q&A that's something that is reserved for paying members and then after that is VIP so again if you want to watch these live sntrlive.com if you want all my content in one location go to sntrnetwork.com for schedules for all my shows and all my content as always if you're listening or watching in the other locations please like share and subscribe to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the lack of info on Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. If you prefer video uploads as opposed to live content, then you can go to sntrvideos.com. Those are the two SNTR sites that are perfect for either live streams or video uploads. If you want everything in one spot, go to SNTR Network. That is a great way for you to get all of my shows, Rageous Roundtable, and all of it. So, let's jump in here. First question from Avenger. Obviously, he's been pretty passionate about this subject, and we did try to frame the discussion in a way for those that might be uh, sick of hearing about it. So, (laughs) uh, Avenger with the first question uh, is... A big piece of the lore. Actually, is Avenger here right now? Is he supposed to be co-hosting this? No, he's not here right now. Okay, I I couldn't remember if he was co-hosting this or not. Um, Anyway, he asked a question. A big piece of lore in the Collector's Edition talks about the Vex homeworld and how its its gate is on Europa. Do you think this could be another 
uh, planet or activity, similar to the DC or Vex Offensive. Uh, do you think that it won't be involved in the Beyond Light stuff at all? I mean, this could also be related to how they somehow bring back Vogue without bringing back Venus. Um, you know, Vogue. I, what if they do that, right? What if they do sort of like a the? It's not really the Vault of Glass. It's the original Vault of Glass or something like when we went into the Vault of Glass on Venus. That was a simulation of the true Vault of Glass, and the true Vault of Glass is on the Vex homeworld. And if there's a gate on Europa, maybe that gate opens up in a future season, and we go to the actual true Vault of Glass. So that would explain why it's slightly different. That would explain why. Um, Maybe the weapons are slightly different or something. I don't know. Uh, do we even know where the Vex homeworld is? I don't think the Vex homeworld was the Black Garden. And I thought the ve- the Black Garden was like... didn't Doesn't the ghost have a weird line there about how we're not really on Venus or something? But we are. I can't remember. It's like maybe... I, I actually don't know. I thought there was a line from our ghost about how that like wasn't on... Um, that wasn't on Venus. In any case, I could see this being just a nice little seed plant uh, for how they bring back Vaults of Glass. If there is a gate, a Vex gate on Europa, that could be a pretty easy way for them to do it. Because listen, we know the Infinite Forest is on Mercury, and that was built for them to simulate stuff. What if the what if they claim that the Vault of Glass on Venus was also built to simulate stuff? And so when we go back to the Vault of Glass, like, there's a story reason and a driver, but it's not actually Vault of Glass on Venus. Like, that could be a pretty cool way uh, uh, to do it. I don't know how they would do the others if they have plans to bring back Crota or Wrath of the Machine or King's Fall. You know, any one of those. I don't know if they're going to be able to consistently have story reasons for us to go back. I mean, they didn't really have story reasons during Age of Triumph. It was just like... Let's go back and celebrate beating up these gods, you know? Avenger with the next question says, I've been banging on the communication drum for a while now. Indeed, he has. Do you think that Bungie will change their ways moving forward, or are they too startled from the last time we had issues with communication, which was the Bastion quest from Corridors of Time? Here is where uh, Avenger and I don't really necessarily see eye to eye on this. He consistently thinks that communication has been poor and lacking. I actually think communication has been very, very good from Bungie, but we're not talking about communication when we talk about lack of info for Beyond Light. We're talking about marketing, and I separate them. With respect to weekly TWABs, updates to the game, changes, director's cuts from Luke Smith, I actually think year three has been very good on the communication front so i don't necessarily agree with that i don't i think that there is a there has been a very good tone of communication in the realm uh in the realm of marketing um i i just i don't think they quite know what they want to do as I said in the beginning of my talk, it's been a very, very different year. Uh, the 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 structure of uh, the structure of the content is been a little bit different because they had to delay stuff. Um, you know, I, the, the the marketing has to get probably shuffled around and bumped, and then the the, the launch date to be on light uh, had to get shuffled around and bumped. So I I continue to think that 
there's a big difference between communication and 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 marketing so the communication about changes patch notes twabs I think has been pretty good. Has it been perfect? Well, certainly no, it hasn't been perfect. I don't think any company is ever going to have perfect communication. But I would say the general trend for year three has been a pretty good batting average for Bungie with respect to communication. So marketing, though, is just different. They might have different reasons they're holding things back. They held things back about Season of Arrivals. They didn't want to let us know about certain things until, you know, it launched. There could be similar things going on with Beyond Light. There could be some zingers, some surprises, some things they can't really unveil right now. And that would maybe lead to this this different uh, marketing strategy. So I am in agreement. Uh, I am in agreement that they have done a strange and odd approach to marketing for Beyond Light. I will agree with that. But I will not, I don't think, buy into the idea that they've, they're doing a poor job on all communication fronts and, you know, they need to step it up. The part of this question that I do think is on the money is that the, the Bastion quest and the calendar made them reevaluate like how much do we want to tell people how surprising is something like the final interference mission when it just sort of happens as opposed to being on a calendar see old Bungie would have put that on the calendar they put in a tam on the calendar as an example sundial had its boss rotation and a final boss change an interference mission likely would have been on a calendar of sorts and then they would have said hey the final interference mission is going to ha- you know, land on such and such date. And I just wonder if they think, you know what? It's cooler for stuff like that to be a surprise. Uh, we're not going to tell them about that. There is likely going to be some form of a live event in the game on November the 5th because of the collector's editions and that website you can go to and like punch in a code. So that's another thing <coughs> that they've told us about in a in a creative and a unique way. They didn't come out and say it, you know? So, you know, they looked at the metrics for arrivals and saw excitement from lack of info. I think this strategy is the new normal. That is another aspect here. I mean, it could be that things aren't quite ready. It could be the delay made them gun-shy. It could be they've got really ambitious things they're going to try to do. Maybe some of those ambitious things are going to land in later seasons, and they don't want to get stuck into a position where they announce something that they can't do. Um in a similar vein to like what happened with No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky promotes all these features that aren't in there at launch and they have to add them later. That's kind of analogous to what might be going on. Like, hey, we're going to do all this amazing stuff with Beyond Light and then a couple months goes by and they're like, oops, we're not going to be able to do that until season 13. Whether it's uh, Transmog or Adept This or Adept That or you know any of the things they're going to try to come up with, it's also possible that they're really taking things down to the 11th hour and they don't want to accidentally tell you something that gets shuffled to another season or bumped on the timeline. So there's a number of reasons that could be going into this. That's why I continue to say the... The, uh, the the year and the marketing and the delay are all making everything very, very different. This is why I'm not hammering them and being like, you guys are failing, which has been some bad communication. I, I tend to uh, I tend to not uh, go that far uh, when stuff like this is going on. So, 
Drow with the next question says, Bungie has been getting better over the years with transparency. Do you think they are scared to release a lot of info going forward because of the backlash for revealing too much in the past? This is very related to the last question, but I do think if I had to choose, so I'll answer your question in another way. If I had to choose between like, um, super, super transparent Bungie before content releases and and secretive Bungie I think I would pick secretive Bungie because at least then there's mystery and like oh man I wonder if they wonder what kind of secrets they're holding I didn't like seeing everything for Rise of Iron I said in my video I feel like there's two extremes there's the Rise of Iron Game Informer spread where they showed us raid armor and there's what they're doing right now so those are two different marketing strategies and I think I would always sort of be like um I think I'll go with secretive Bungie, please, over super transparent Bungie, because the super the super transparent Bungie, I think in my mind it didn't it, it soured elements of Rise of Iron for me, um, and yeah, I'm the same as what Peter is saying in chat. Like a lot of the times when I go to go to like see a movie or something, I actually don't watch any of the trailers because I would rather just go in and be like, I, listen, I know I'm going to watch this. It's the it's the next movie, it's the sequel or whatever, or I know I love this director. I tend to get a very sim- like slice summary synopsis of what a movie's about and then I just go and and I go and watch that. Um so I would I would continue to say that the secretive is uh, is an extreme. Now listen, if you're making me pick between two extremes, that's what I would pick. I would rather land uh, in the middle. Uh, I would rather land in the middle. Okay, right in the middle. Be secretive. Don't show me raid armor. Don't show me everything. However, lean a little bit closer to that game informer spread. Give me some info. Give me some descriptions of like what I'm getting, what I'm buying. I think there's a middle ground here. I have no idea what I'm getting right now. I know about a planet. I know about Cosmodrome, but then when they talked about the Cosmodrome, it seems like the Cosmodrome is being maybe a little bit more built for new players, at least initially. So I... I think that I think that I want to land somewhere in the middle. If you're making me pick between the two extremes, I would go with secretive. But I'm like, dude, come on! What's the seasonal activity? What's on Europa? I don't need pictures. I don't need descriptions. How much loot are you adding to the game? Are the vendors getting more loot? Is it literally one loot set? That red and blue loot set, and that's it? And then the, the raid loot? Like, what? We're not even getting a dungeon, apparently. So I I would just say. They have time. They have time. I am not ringing the alarm bell right now. I'm simply saying, all right, here are all the gaps that I would like filled before it launches. I'm getting one of those gaps filled next week where they talk about progression. That's a huge question for me. What are you doing to leveling? How on earth are you going to describe leveling to a new player? Is Shaw Han going to have to walk through our convoluted leveling system about gap filling and soft caps and infusion and why sometimes drops don't help you level? I mean, is, is he going to walk through all that? Well, I know you're a 1,040, but you might get a drop that hits a slot and is lower than your highest. You know what I'm saying? It's a shame your gun's a 1,042 and that thing dropped at a 1,041. It... it 
there's no way the current leveling is, is is palatable by way of a tutorial. It's super convoluted. So they've got to be simplifying that. Now, tonight in the TWAB, it's they're turning their 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 attention to our arsenal. And I really hope it's more than just sandbox. If tonight is purely sandbox, I'm I'm marking one point for concern. I've got like two sides of a board here, like hopeful, excited, and then over here is like concerned and worried. Concerned and worried will get a tally mark tonight if it's just sandbox. I'll be like, man, doesn't sound like they're doing much to weapons, you know? And that's something I've been kind of harping on, you know, for a while. Um things you listed Bungie has and I bet will never even consider let alone share information on I feel like there was a time where they did that though a lot of those calendars that we saw we saw somebody showed calendars for like you know and some of the marketing for Forsaken and Shadowkeep we had a very good idea of uh of what was of what was coming so and I know you know Wheezy's giving me guff um Wheezy's giving me guff in the Discord. He is convinced that it's just going to be sandbox. And, uh, so... And, you know, next week's going to be about progression. So, the only other questions that I have, which tonight will obviously answer the question, are you doing anything with weapons? Then there's progression. I think my other question is, is kind of twofold. What are we getting activity-wise, substance-wise? What's the content loop? And what are you doing for, for loot injection? You know, what are you doing for loot injection? Are you updating the vendors? How much loot's being added to the game? You're sunsetting practically three years of, of gear. Um, those are kind of my two remaining questions. Are are you adding a lot of loot and where? I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. And what activities are coming? You know? You're asking the consumer to spend $50. What uh, what are we getting for the 50 you know, what are you going to say to a, a, an Xbox Game Pass holder? Hey, I get Beyond uh, Light for free. Okay, cool. Do you want to buy the season for $10? Sure. What do I get? Right now, nobody knows the answer to that question. You guys that are on the other side can keep harping on the fact that like we're asking for too much info, leave stuff a mystery, you guys don't have realistic expectations. Pump the brakes a minute right now. Imagine your friend has Game Pass. Tell them right now what they get for $10 for the season, and you can't do it. You don't have an answer. We don't know. It's a giant vacancy. It's a giant vacancy. What what are we getting? Have we already seen some of it, or is that stuff completely unrelated? Is that Europa stuff? Don't worry, this update 140 hand cannons will two crit one body, or the archetype gets deleted and wrapped into 150s. I would love it to wrap into 150s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been saying they've had time for two months. I do kind of feel like I'm kind of on Avengers side here, right? I do feel like for two months, because I was one of the ones, one of the people saying it, it was like, just wait, just wait, give them time, give them time, give them time. And now people are like, we don't need any more info. And it's like, well, wait a minute. I thought we were supposed to wait and now we're not supposed to wait. We have enough. I mean, between, between September and now, I don't think they filled in a lot of gaps. So they still have, they still have some time here. There can be a, there's a vid dot coming. There's time for blog posts. You know, there, there is time and there is slots for information. The question is, are they going to fill those slots? Have they ever given a splash page for seasonal info three weeks out from the start date? 
I actually don't know that's a good question, Gritter. Maybe I am expecting something that's just not ready yet, or t- or not typical. Arrivals, they didn't even have any of it ready until launch date. I think usually it was a week or two weeks before. So that is a good point. The seasonal $10 stuff is probably going to be a week or two weeks before. So. Clap for you. We've gotten less and less information over the last two seasons trying to cover spoilers. We are three weeks away from launch. Do you think the shock and awe strategy is ahead and it is the right approach? This is a good observation, and I kind of roughly made this observation in my talk. Very briefly, I flew over the fact that, like, they gave us less, less information for a uh, for season of The Worthy. The calendar was kind of weird and kind of kind of sparse. And then season of Arrivals, they literally didn't show us anything until the, the seasons had launched. So... If that's the pattern, then we are on a trajectory of getting less. We are. And so, if they're going for shock and awe, I really, really hope they got a lot loaded into the cannon. Because there are three things working against them right now. Okay? Three things. Number one, a delay. You delayed it, and everybody's expecting... It, it, it's got to be great then if you made us wait all this time. You better make it good if you make me wait almost two entire months for the content. So the delay is working against them. Number two, the price point is working against them. It's really setting that expectation that there better be. It's shock and awe. You better deliver. This is, this is a $50 expansion. It's almost the cost of a brand new game. And third, the third thing working against them is the traditional sort of relationship between the community and Bungie is always like this. We are always sitting here saying, give us more, give us more, give us more, give us more. I remember covering like E3 the one year and Bungie would do an interview with, you know, YouTube and then some of the other platforms and people were always really angry that they said the same thing for every interview. I was like, do you honestly think they're going to like save the goods for one particular platform? No, they get their basic talking points and they say the same thing to everybody. They're literally there to market. But again, sometimes people just expect that there's like anytime they open their mouths, like, oh, they're going to tell us a ton of new stuff. So I think those are the, uh, the three things. Those are the three things I think that, uh, that they've, that they're working against right now. Agent uh, Atwood, we are no longer doing repeat theater Q&A because it wasn't happening. So it was a wasted room and, uh, and, we're, and we're not doing that anymore. Thoughts on the auto rifle meta in PvP? Do you think they'll change it a bit in Beyond Light? I do think they're going to have to, yes. I think auto rifles are going to need reined in with respect to damage fall off and maybe a, maybe a little bit of a recoil adjustment. I think those two things... Uh, would be where I would set my sights first. I think auto rifles can get into a nice mid mid range um, lane. Right now, they're kind of good everywhere. So I would look at maybe recoil and their damage drop off, so that so that at distance they become they become terrible because they should be terrible at distance. Um, distance should be dominated by scouts and pulses. I don't know if scouts will ever get footing because bows are superior in a lot of ways and 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 pulse rifles are just so so forgiving um so yeah aim assist kind of is automatically affected by what i'm saying though so i would say the auto rifles need a handful of things looked at now i don't want to overswing and murder them because auto rifles are great i i actually love auto rifles okay 
I prefer a hand cannon though. I got pretty good with a thorn and a dire promise, and it just felt nice. I loved running with a thorn and um, my shotgun from Blind Well. Forget the name of it. I got a, I had a really nice roll on that one, and I really really liked it. Um, so the the the, na- the nature of Crucible is always sort of in flux. It is, and I think. If you're anytime you're going to go for you know some balancing uh, and some and some better structure, uh, it's you're you're always going to have to ask the question like, are they going to are they going to completely shift to another meta or are they going to try and have like sort of an all things are equal uh, situation, um, you know. Illuminate, you have a check mark next to your name. I'm not fi- like I'm not. Fi- do you make Destiny content? I don't know. I, I was I, I was actually right now trying to find your YouTube channel. <laughs> I was trying to find your YouTube channel. Um, you got your little new monarchy logo and all that. I don't know. I've, I've uh, we don't see a lot of check marks in chat. Um, so the, the the meta tends to swing all of the time, and so I don't think they're gonna leave auto rifles on the throne. Um. I don't. Uh, I don't think they're going to leave auto rifles uh, on the throne. I don't think so. Um, so, uh, Necro with the next question. I question my faith this far and remain skeptical about all of this. How would you feel if Bungie does not decide to release system changes and show us how Beyond Light is going to change the course of the franchise? That is, that's kind of my hope for the vid doc. Honestly, I don't think twabs are good for that. I think they need to be able to be in front of a camera um, and they need to be able to, you know, um, I have a personal Destiny clan, but I'm on an esports chan right now, which is a team we compete with in Fortnite. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think, yeah, I think I've seen, you might be sub to me because I think you have a pretty, I think your channel has like a high sub count and it is Fortnite stuff. I think I saw that in my dashboard. I was like, "Wow, a pretty big, uh, a pretty big, a pretty big person, you know, sub to me." And uh, I was like, "Who is this?" And I think I clicked on your name and saw a bunch of Fortnite stuff. Um, so if you do like on camera stuff, maybe we should talk because I do like a weekly podcast uh, called the Rageous Roundtable, and we do talk a lot about. It's basically all Destiny most of the time, and I'm not really the PvP guy. So if you are, that's always a good element to bring. Um, but back to Necro's question, I, I genuinely think that the, the way that they, the way that they disseminate information, if they're going to be doing like big, big time, um, changes to the systems, I think that's always better on a camera with a microphone, uh, giving us sort of the what for and the examples and maybe even showing gameplay twabs. I just find it really, really hard for twabs to uh to do that you know i do i think it's difficult to do that in a twab because a twab is so so limiting as a medium and if you're going to you know wow us and blow us away i do think they've done a better job uh you know with vid docs and stuff yeah you have to apply for channel verification once you have a hundred thousand subscribers so we got a long way to go chat <laughs> we got a long way to go thank you for the new patreon as well uh james went through the patreon um uh 
So I right now I've got my eyes set on the vid doc. My sights are set on the vid doc. Come on, what are y'all doing? Like you know, um, I appreciate that extinction extinction gaming. Thank you. Um, not a lot of people took the time to do that. So I have respect for people that um, think for themselves. The uh, <sighs> this is light leap talking right now, right? This is light leap. Uh, He's like, there are so many big problems and long-standing problems and quality of life issues. Like, are any of these things going to get addressed? You know? And I'm hopeful that they are going to get addressed. You know? Because they are. I mean, there's so many things. There's so many There's so many aspects that are rough, I think. I'm a huge Destiny guy. I just hop on and watch streams on this channel because when I'm on uh, my name, they see a decent-sized YouTuber and they freak out and only focus on me and chat, not others. Oh no, you're fine. I'm always trying to I'm always trying to, you know, interact with other folks and and uh, you know, if it feels like a fit, invite them to the podcast for like a weekly guest spot, you know. Uh So the 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 way that there are so many things, right? You can think of so many things that are that are an issue in the game right now. You know, the the cumbersome menus, the cluttered quests and bounties, the shaders. Uh, There's so many things that need to be sort of refined and washed over. Here's my hope. I hope, and even kind of think, we're going to get a lot of those things by default because it's a complete fresh install of the game, and I think we've already seen significant UI changes when they showed us those stasis subclasses I think we saw significant UI changes that will by default make a lot of changes to those systems if they completely rebuilt the UI and they're bringing in Vulcan for API changes I would think all of that means they're going to be they're going to make all this stuff fresh and new right at some point, at some point, are you really PewDiePie? Yeah, it's it's PewDie, guys. It's 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 Felix. He's in the chat. <laughs> uh, you know, at some point, they've got to make those changes, and it's like, and I, and I feel like if this was meant to be like a D three foundation, that's one place they would set their sights on. Do you remember? You remember how crazy the, the UI changes are from D one to D two? It's actually pretty. They really polished it up. I, you know. Hiding the new supers will change the game and PvP pros and cons. I uh, have a video on this. Will the uh, will this will Stasis hurt the Crucible? I actually think it is going to have a negative impact. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but I do think it'll have a negative impact. I think it's going to fiddle around with uh, combat flow and map rhythm, or maybe I said that backwards: combat rhythm and map flow. I think it's going to totally monkey wrench a lot of that stuff, uh, and people aren't going to like it. Um, it's, uh, I, you know, pretty cool co-host on the episode. What was it? Are you, is somebody supposed to be co-hosting with me today? Um, if I forgot, I am so, so stinking sorry. If I forgot, I asked earlier if somebody was supposed to be co-hosting with me uh, today. Um, so the, the, I, I, if, if stasis doesn't have a negative, uh, impact, on Crucible, I'll be shocked. Oh, 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 oh! Wolverine is referencing that episode. Thank you. Yeah, Wolverine co-hosted that episode with me. I was I wasn't catching what you were saying, Wolvie. I love when people come into chat and say they watch the Truth and Evidence video. I share that vid anytime someone comes at me. Yeah, yeah. Use your brain. Use your use your use your kidneys, man. Uh, the whole syringe with the next question. 
Hypothetically, if Beyond Light is a hit on the level of Taking King or Forsaken, how will we look back on the lack of communication prior to its release? Oh, man, this is a really, really good question. Um, Shane Infinity with a five spot. Weekly bounties carrying over. If not, that's a loss of Bright Dust. Plants here materials carry over that should be able to tell us. Well, I don't think they would take your Bright Dust from you. If they went away, they would autocomplete or they would tell you ahead of time, please cash in your bounties. The fresh install is going to get rid of them. Okay. Here's why I don't think they're going away, even though I think they should. (laughs) I think they should go away, but I don't think they are going away. Here's my reasoning. The artifact's power is going to be disabled during the first 24 hours of the raid race when contest modifier is active. So your artifact power is going to be disabled. The only reason I can see for them doing that is because they don't want anybody to be able to go in and have a significant power leveling advantage in those first two weeks by getting an entire, you know, seven to ten levels of a delta the first week from their bounty saves, okay? You're not going to have an advantage from the artifact in the raid because they said you're setting your sights on 1230, okay? Well, if you get 10 power level on your artifact easy peasy from saving bounties, then you only have to hit 1220, which gives you a huge advantage over everybody else in the, in the power level race. Anybody under 1230 is going to be at a disadvantage in the raid. Do not misunderstand Contest Modifier. Contest Modifier prevents you from being over-leveled. It doesn't help you if you're under-leveled, okay? They're telling people to set their sights on 1230. So, if the the entire raid treats you as if you're 1230, and you hit 1220, you're going to be in some pain. It's going to suck. Especially the further you go. It probably won't be so bad on engagement one and two. That's that to me, I'm just reading the tea leaves here, okay? That to me says the the, the bounties are not getting reset. They're not. They're gonna let you they're gonna let you keep your bounties because they will give people a pretty big advantage going through that going for that twelve thirty target. So I think that they're gonna let you keep them. Right? Bungie, I believe, said you can't bank them anymore. They have not said anything about that. That's false. They said they're going to let us know about bounties in the future. So they are going to give you information on it. Now, that could go one of two ways. I said the other day, why do they need to update you on bounties if they're unless they're wiping them? It doesn't make any sense. If they're if they're not going to make you if they're not going to wipe them, then why do they need to update you on bounties? What are they going to say? Yeah, you're good to go. there's no reason to update the community on bounties unless they're wiping them but then they dropped the raid information and I was like well maybe they are letting you keep your bounties because what other reason would you have for disabling the artifact unless they're concerned about leveling still being affected by people living in lost sectors or cranking through activities for XP and, and disproportionately leveling up the artifact or something I don't know so yeah I agree with what Silent's saying we'll probably know next week next week's about progression and economy likely bounties get roped into that you know it'll get roped in I would think and they're probably going to lower their XP payout a little bit as well they're probably going to modify their XP payout a little bit they're going to lower them a little bit uh, because they're so central and they said that was going to happen so you still get artifact mods powers disabled but not the mods bounty stacking can still get you higher unholy given that we have almost two full weeks 
you might know better than me, isn't that plenty of time for a normal non-bounty stacking player to get the entire artifact unlocked if they're playing? If you're grinding, if you're no-lifing for two weeks to get raid ready, I'm pretty sure you're going to unlock the entire artifact after almost two full weeks. I'm fairly certain. Especially if Bungie starts increasing XP payout for activities. I think, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to imagine someone playing for almost two weeks hardcore raid prep and not maxing out their artifact no lifing that's not a slant I'll be no lifing dude I'll be pouring hours in we'll be doing like double streams over here you think with the new vanguard rumors uh, being Prince Aldrin any thoughts or ideas on who it might be they bring back Cade in the new form I think Aldrin comes back at a later date as a central as a central character um, for the Cosmodrome not initially no i don't think he's shaw hand i think that's silly i think i think i think he comes later as a central character for a season and they'll bring him back into the into the narrative there'll be a, there'll be something going on in the cosmodrome and we'll have to go there and help him that's what i think um it doesn't even take no life in garden was four days and i didn't know life and i got it maxed out yeah i think the artifact levels up levels up uh, pretty quickly yeah 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 um, Shawhan is older until he's not. Don't give me some Schrodinger's cat BS philosophy. No, it ain't. <laughs> it ain't him, dude. Technically, you'll be work lifing. That's true, Giza. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Han Solo says, "Do you think the lack of information is because only Bungie is working on it, or because Deej left?" It's just a strange 20 days till we have no information about the season itself. Well, I think Gritter made a good point about the seasonal information probably landing a little bit closer. And the, you know, Deej leaving, we've theorized up one side, down the other about Deej leaving. I lean heavily toward him saying, I'm ready to go. I have another opportunity. Uh, you know, I've, I, I think for him, it's a more personal decision than like a I gotta get out of here this is bad like people are like oh is it gonna be a really really bad expansion is that why he's leaving I don't think so I really really don't um I think he I know for a fact he made a lot of personal decisions this year and made some changes you know working from home and changing his diet and stuff I saw some stuff on Instagram I was like oh good for him you know losing weight and stuff and I wonder if he just said you know what I'll give you guys one more expansion and then I'm gonna do something different with my life that's my that's my generic theory on what's actually going on um you could get deep down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories and talk about everything that's happened this year and the drama and all the content creators are are, are, are being seen for what they are and he's probably like, nah, I don't want anything to do with this crap anymore. I'm getting out of here. Um, a lot of people's veils are being ripped off and he might not, you know, that's conspiracy theory though. I don't think that's it. You know? You skipped my question? Did I really? Um... I did not mean to do that. I'll scroll back up, Anbu. I apologize. Sometimes my mouse does a double scroll. I didn't mean to do that. Um, if it was pre-planned without delay, he would have had a solid two months. That's the other thing I think people forget is this may require him to leave because of another opportunity. And initially this was going to work out and then Beyond Light got delayed and it messed everything up. So... 
I don't think he's leaving on bad terms. I think it's like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go elsewhere. So. Uh, Ambu says, with Bungie's lack of communication and questionable sense of timing of when to build hype, I can't help but wonder if Bungie is out of touch with players with not understanding the difference between us wanting to know what we're paying for and not wanting story spoilers. Thoughts? These are one of those classic non-question questions. (laughs) Let me rant for a paragraph and say thoughts. No, it's fine. I'm a little bit different about Q&A now uh, because it is a value that you pay for. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, anyway. Um... I I think this is where earlier with the the question from Avenger and I said that um the difference I draw here is there's a difference between marketing and communication. And I believe communication has been totally fine for year 3 and the twabs and the blogs have been good, okay? I would say that the marketing has always shifted around and changed and I think this year the bastion, the calendars and working from home I think that heavily changed their approach to marketing that's what I that, that's that's what I think I, I, I do I think they looked at the marketing usual schedule and they said we gotta revamp all of this this isn't gonna work, we delayed, we delayed we maybe, who knows what if there was stuff that literally got pushed out of beyond light Maybe there was a companion location or a companion activity or and they were like, okay, you guys got until the end of October and if it ain't ready, we're shoving it into season 13 and that affects marketing because they're going to have to yank that out of blogs, videos, any of that. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely think that we need to just d- divide those into two different categories and the marketing has, I think, been odd and I think we have a lot of reasons for it to be odd so the fact that they sat down and showed you the next three expansions I think at the very least should make you like okay I'll give you a shot Bungie I'll give you a shot I'll check out Beyond Light you know what I mean by the way if you're new and you've never been here before thank you for being here this is essentially the style of content that I strive for Monday through Friday I'm here I am safe for work you can have me on in the background it's kind of like a radio show highly interactive structured Q&A you can submit to as a paying member we'll be doing VIP call-ins in a little bit if you pick the VIP tier you can call in and talk to me on the air I did play a little bit this morning and then we go to this sort of podcast format if you're enjoying your stay it's totally free to click subscribe and the like button this is a purely live channel now I will not overwhelm your sub feed like I used to do I was doing live streams and uploads and it was a bit too much so if you subscribe here you will only get my live streams in your sub feed and then maybe one or two uploads on the weekends of different things that I do we do have an archive channel if you prefer uploads it's sntrvideos.com you right now you are on sntrlive.com and then I do other shows and other content if you like the cut of my jib you can go to sntrnetwork.com and all my shows are there 
when do I stream Destiny? I play Destiny in the mornings for about two hours, and then I launch into this content. Keep in mind, we're on the tail end of content, so I play less and less and less. When the new content drops, we'll be doing double streams, I'll be grinding, I'll be leveling, I'll be in the thick of it. So, right now, there's just not a whole lot to do. So, all we really ask for people to do is click the sub button and the like button. That helps you come back every day, and a lot of you are doing that. Viewership just goes up every day. The like count keeps going up. That helps the video get recommended. So, I cannot thank you guys enough for continuing to support and come back every day. It really means a lot, and we have a really good time here. It's a really, really nice uh, and welcoming community. We have some spicy, we have some spicy convos, but uh, we uh, we definitely respect and uh, have standards here for being nice to each other. Your jib could use a trim. Should be looking at my jib. All right. Uh, da, 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 ZTG Batty says... Do you think Bungie will change their communication model? I think this is something that a lot of players, myself included, give the impression that they are out of touch with the player base. I believe it needs to be fixed. I mean, it really just depends on a couple of things. Number one, what do the next couple of weeks hold? Number two, is it is it going to pay off? And then number three, are we a minority? Is everybody else kind of happy with what they're hearing? It's possible that we're in the minority. I think a lot of the times this community is pretty fair and pretty thoughtful, and we represent a decent portion of the community at times. But there's people even here every day that are like, I have enough, right? I have enough. I have enough. I, you know, I have enough to know. I don't, I don't even know anymore. Reaper with a $5 tip says 1,100 viewers, 1,100 likes, and the sub count rolled over to 41.3. Let's go. Thank you for the five spot. And yes, um... It has been really, really encouraging to see stuff turn around, man. I, uh, I'm gonna, I gotta move. I, I'm, I don't want to talk about it because I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get emotional. So the, the, uh, the, the, the oh, they're out of touch, right? The only way you're gonna conclude they're out of touch, the only way you're gonna conclude they're out of touch, is if it doesn't work or we're the majority. I, I right now don't necessarily know if we're the majority. However, I think, I think we're gonna become the majority if something doesn't change in the next couple of weeks. Do you understand? Okay, if nothing changes in the next couple of weeks, I think the team of concerned, like what is going on? Are they disconnected? Right? That team's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. What I hope happens is everybody switches to the side of like, okay, this looks dope. I'm excited now. This looks stout. Good info. Good vid doc. I'm, I'm hoping that that happens. Um, because man, oh man, this is supposed to be a turning point for destiny and we really hope to see it happen. And, um, I think that we have clues that they're super passionate about this particular time since they did something like dynamic weather. I think that is pouring out of the leadership. I think Luke Smith is setting the tone and one of the, uh, the symptoms of that tone is is the dynamic weather. I don't think that's just them having fun and experimenting. I think that is literally the yes, we are we are really pouring our passion into this. Um, and that's why I'm still kind of like, alright, I'm still holding out hope, but I am moving to the center of the field and I'm ready to join the concerns team because we're running out of weeks. We're running out of calendar how much could you honestly put in Twab's blogs and vid docs? Like, you're running out of time, and it'll be like drinking from a fire hose, which, maybe that'll be an effective marketing strategy. 
maybe would be like, it just doesn't stop, you know? It's like those infomercials where they're like, and another thing, wham, and they throw something else. And wait, there's more. And wait, there's more. I mean, maybe they do that. Maybe they really, really land the plane and they're like, dude, and wait, there's more. And we get absolutely buried in the weeks, um, you know, that, uh, that, that are that are that are on the horizon you know I, th- I was getting an amazon delivery notification and i was worried it was something like expensive i was like why are you telling me it's arriving today i usually don't get uh those types of notifications from amazon anyway it's something from it's something my wife ordered um so i'm not saying that's what they're gonna do but i'm like kind of hopeful i'm like man y'all are running out of calendar space here so unless you're gonna absolutely just fire hose the information on our on our uh on our face then you know it (laughs) what on earth you know when when are we gonna finally get some info i mean at the very very least uh at the very very least i'm looking at i'm looking at the the people that are on game pass and i'm saying all right um you know, when are these guys going to find out what they get for the $10, you know? And I think Gritter made a good point that that timeline is likely closer to launch. And I would probably say that's correct. So everything else though, I think is really, really important. Um, with respect to like the equality of life as well as substance, you know, I think, I think that there are, there are some pretty uh, significant vacancies right now. Gritter with the next question. Is it possible the lack of communication could be somewhat attributed to Deej possibly taking more of a backseat uh, to allow someone else to get used to deciding the rhythm flow of info? Or do CMs not have any say on communication flow for new releases? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The uh, I there's a division of labor here that we can't see, but I think even from the outside looking in community managers do not handle marketing. That's not their department. That's not their wheelhouse. They handle the, you know, reading of Twitter, reading the forums, reading of uh, Reddit and pushing out the weekly blog posts, the twabs, or if they do like a stream or something, but they are not spearheading the marketing. That is a separate department. So, I don't think Deej has anything to do with what's going on now. Now, maybe some of the twabs have been weaker because of the delay. They're running out of stuff to talk about. Um, And, you know, that could be maybe related. Is that, oh, you know, it's we don't really have him and we're trying to spread the load around as far as who's doing what. And then, um, you know... And but but also I think the the light twabs have more to do with the delay than anything, you know. I think the delay is is the driver of uh, of why they're like yeah we don't have a whole lot to say week to week to week. I mean we can tell you about you know, we can tell you about the the festival of the loss. We can tell you about all the you know all the different things going on. But like you know, I uh, I don't know. It's it's. It's less likely to be about Deej and more likely to be about we're just in a holding pattern right now because of the delay. Deej's job is strictly marketing? No, that's not correct. What I think is being forgotten is that not everyone needs the game day one. Maybe they are choosing to say less and have us experience what is new and rich to advertise those still waiting. 
I mean, that is an element, right? The first couple of weeks, people are grinding, getting raid ready. The raid's a big marketing tool. Um, you know, the blog posts go out, the reviews go out, the first impressions go out. That also is possible. Bungie loves word of mouth, and that's why sometimes they don't tell us about things, and it spreads like wildfire. Um, quarters of time is an example of that. Um, that just kind of started happening, you know? And it, it, it was community-driven. Um if the, there's a lack of info because of delay, then they could just talk more about their visions. Well, I mean, but if that stuff's not typed up and ready to go, uh, you know, Luke Smith talked about how much time he spent writing those director's cuts. I, you know, it's, it's probably not in the, it's probably not in the books. They're probably in, they don't, they, now Bungie doesn't do crunch. They have been very pretty honest about that and open about the fact that they're very anti-crunch. But they are in crunch time. Now that's an expression, okay? They're in crunch time, man. This is, uh, this is a pregame. They got to get ready. I don't think they have time to be like typing up, you know, vision blogs and stuff. You know, they're probably, I bet you they are putting in more hours than usual. I doubt it's required or forced or nasty, but they probably are putting in, you know, a little, little bit of extra time right now. And that means there isn't time for that. Um, I mean, goodness gracious, I ran out of time in a given day. I didn't even get to write a rundown today for Breaking Bad. I just ran out of time. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm spinning a thousand plates. I can't imagine what they're doing getting ready to launch this expansion. Um, the next question from Darksider. With Season 12 not being included in the base 40 Euro uh, Beyond Light expansion, how connected do you think the season will be with the expansion? Yeah, I've not even considered that it might be really, really separated. You know? Um, I, uh... It, it might be a total, like, offshoot thing. Uh, it could be... It could be a... Hey, the, the Cosmodrome is the central focus of the season, and that's why we don't know anything about it. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's a possibility. I never considered that. I never considered it being completely sliced off and separate because the main focus for the Game Pass user is that they get beyond light, and then the season is completely separate. That's a possibility, you know? I want to read this out loud because I appreciate you saying this, Salty Rob. This is very kind. Uh, Let's be honest, Lono deserves success. He's truly changing the format. All the other streamers are operating on a 2013 style. Lono's changing how things are done. Um, and Daywalker says his format's unique. I really appreciate that. I uh, it's, it's weird to have like a vision that can't be realized. And the fact that it's being realized because of this website that, that Creature built for me and you guys are believing in it and catching it is, uh, it's just really cool. It's really freaking cool. Um, I've always felt that there is so much more that can be done with with uh, with content creation and streaming and the live environments, and I don't think it's quite landed yet. I think we're in the beginning stages of what I think is the new standard for live content, and it's yeah, it's, I'm very excited. And uh, you know, adapt or die is has been my motto. So let's just keep pushing the envelope because this is fun. <laughs> this is really fun to to do something that I believe is the vision of uh, of where things are headed and to have an audience that be- that believes in it you know this has been a lot of fun uh, we're we're really uh yeah we're really turning a corner um but yeah darksiders question a hundred percent can can definitely see that's a possibility we 
you know what? I actually am kind of leaning toward this now that I think about it. Maybe that's why that they've said virtually nothing about the season because it's like completely, you know, it's completely its own thing. I don't know. Um, I heard something the other day, Lono, and it fits here. When you succeed and you move up, we feel like we succeed and like we are doing good because we chose to believe and support the right guy. Well, thank you. Uh, $5 from Sven says one-to-one like ratio hype. Thank you. Uh, Zer comes tomorrow. Today is 12 because it's, uh, it's Thursday. Um, uh, what really irritated me was how much you care about yourself and others improving yourself. And you've, uh, to have you painted as an evil predator breaks my heart. I wish you the best. You deserve it. Well, thank you. Um, truth continues to win out. Truth continues to win out. Um, so... I appreciate you saying that, Christina. It's been really, really fun. I go back and I watch old segments and I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so bad back then. <laughs> we should we should do that later. The the way I had the screen set up and the way I talked, it was it was so different back then. Oh my gosh. It really, really was. I you know as a content creator, you know you're improving if you don't like your old content. So if you look at your old content and you think it's just as good as it is now, you are stagnating. You should always be able to look back and be like, oh my gosh, that was not as good as it is now. <laughs> and that's not arrogance. That's like, that's the realization that like, oh my, we can always improve. We can always crank the, vol- the, the, the value knob. And uh, Really, we, we, we give Creature a lot of credit because it's deserved. I think that a lot of this, the site and the rundown and all of this has uh, has elevated uh, the value and the quality. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, old, the, old cont- the old content's rough, man. It's rough. It is. So, um, I appreciate you saying that, uh, King Arthur. Thank you. All right, all right. Come on. That's enough. We're getting like a mushy, a mushy family, and uh, I love it. I love it. But we got to move on to the next question. Um, new to the Lono, uh, new to Lono, like the format. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so for those of you that are like, what in the frick are they talking about? I've been in, I've been in live broadcasting for five years now, and uh, we have been on YouTube. We're entering our fourth month, and this is the platform style that I go for: live, interactive video podcasting. Uh, if you uh, enjoy it, uh, if you like it. Uh, please click subscribe and like. This platform is a little bit different. It is free. Uh, it is free to uh, to subscribe on this channel. It is a little bit different. Um, and the uh, the the join button is the pay button. So subscribing is totally free, and hitting the like button is totally free. And those are things that help me out. They help me get recommended, and they help the channel grow. So thank you for doing that. Two tips coming in. Steam Crow with $5. After the Q&A, can we have a moment of a Lono speech on where we've gotten emotions sometimes need flooding? Thank you. Uh, Jemis Heresy, thank you so much for the $5 tip through Super Chat. Um, thank you very much uh, for the tips through Super Chat. I really, really help, uh, appreciate it. Um, so yeah, if you're here... It's a safe for work, live, interactive video podcast. Monday through Friday, you can keep me on in the background. And we launched another one just like it called Repeat Theater in the afternoons. It's about uh, movies and TV shows. So don't forget that that is there as well. Okay. Uh, Joseph Young with the next question. Excuse me. 
Uh, does the lack of info necessarily mean something negative? It could be their response to the bashing criticisms and knowing that was coming, maybe there's less info to everything as a surprise. Unfortunately, your question number 12, and this has already been asked, so this is one of the reasons as a paying member, you can get your questions in early before I go live in the Discord. Uh, so, so if you want to be the first person to ask it, um, this is a... Uh, this is a this is a great value to you because unfortunately I've already answered your question, Joseph. But thank you for submitting it. You guys are like, where's the tears though? Listen, I don't cry every time. I am a crybaby. I am. I cry a lot. I cry watching freaking TV all the time, all the time. <laughs> and uh, I don't always cry though. All right. I cried a lot this year, uh, especially <laughs> throughout the summer. Silent magician with a five spot. Chat wants tears of joy. Lono, come on, do it. I'm in the middle of a segment. I'm in the middle of a segment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Darksider. People attribute the lack of information to Bungie not wanting to spoil and have surprises, ignoring that there are a plethora of info Bungie could reveal, amount of gear, XP changes, activities. Do you feel like people are trying to be too optimistic? I think this is a fair pushback, and this is why I said in my talk here, in the middle of the segment, I said, leave some mystery. Here's the section on that. I said, you know, the marketing's changed over the years. Rise of Iron Game Informer was way too much. And then I transitioned from this to fair expectations, okay? And I said there are two extremes. There are rampant pessimism and blind hope. And I don't think either are helpful. And I really don't think the people asking for info are being rampantly pessimistic. They're saying, can I know some stuff? You know, I think that's fair. And that's why I ended with this paragraph here. Requesting basic information for what amounts to a $50 expansion is a fair request. And that's where I land on it. We don't need in-depth pictures, rundowns, videos, none of that. I don't need to see the raid or the armor or the guns. I'm asking for pretty basic info. I am. New member number 11 today, V. Hopefully, V for Vendetta. Welcome. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserves dope stuff. Thank you for clicking the join button. That supports me directly and gives you perks in the Discord as well as this chat. Guy with gun. Lono, do you think that Bungie is uh, almost strong-arming the player base into buying Beyond Light? They're taking away a large chunk of content, so even if we don't buy the DLC, we can't enjoy Destiny without it. Now, listen, Guy with Gun, I love you, and you've been around for a long time, but this is a pretty inverted take. (laughs) It's a pretty inverted take. I don't think they are strong-arming us into buying Beyond Light. Okay, I I don't think they were strong arming us into buying Forsaken by say, by adding double primary or armor 2.0 and Shadowkeep. Like they were significantly changing systems that made it feel like you know what I I gotta buy, I gotta buy the expansion. Okay, I get where you're coming from, but I don't think this is the this is the take. Um, to to be a little bit of a meme, you know this ain't it, Chief. Right? Like I don't think this is the right take. Um, you're just coming hot from the other side. What you're saying isn't necessarily wrong, okay? Yeah. You know, if you don't buy the expansion, there's not going to be much going on, but that was probably true about Shadowkeep too. Like, if you didn't buy Shadowkeep, what the frick were you going to be doing? Now, I know you might be like, oh, I'd go back and run old content, or I'd go back and run Menagerie or whatever. Uh, you know... 
but I, but at the same time, at the same time, is that really what you were going to do after all that time? Or were you really going to go back and play all that old content? Probably not. So, I understand. I just don't think this is a take I would co-sign with. Um, especially considering they, they, they seem to need to do it and the game does feel kind of bloated anyway. We are in new territory. We're going into year four. Destiny 1 didn't have to go into year four. So the loot pool's bloated. The director's bloated. There's missions. There's content. There's so much meaningless crap in the game uh, that I think it uh, needs to come out. What uh, people would do is level for the season. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's all they'll do. So... um. You can still do a lot free to play in Shadowkeep. You know, it's um, it's de- yeah, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. That uh, the the there's a lot you can do for no money. So you know what? That's my pushback. I am going to push back on what you're saying. Hey, don't buy it. There's plenty of new things you can do for free, and plenty of new places and things you can experience for free in Beyond Light. You know. Not any new loot, but still, that's kind of how it's always been, right? You can't get the new loot if you don't buy. It's always been that way. That's not a new concept. So, uh, Horn Joe says, would it be wise if Bungie made it clear at day dot to the subjects? What? Um, uh, at day dot to the subjects we were going to be informed about for the upcoming weeks oh 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 like give us like a rundown of what's coming up um man i don't know uh oh my eracor with is that yen Ten thousand yen i don't know what that 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 is that's probably pretty nice uh if someone can crunch that for me please uh, here you go, Lono. I've been watching you quite a long back in those King's Fall days. I'm so happy that you're doing amazing, still doing amazing with your content. Keep up the great work. Love you, bud. That's $100. Um, thank you for the $100 tip through Super Chat. That is very, very generous. Um, that is what you said is very kind, and so is the tip. Thank you, really. If you've been watching since King's Fall, you have been through some of the dark spots in my... Uh, my journey as a content creator. <laughs> I was a bit of a grumpy guy back then. Um, not much has changed. My wife's coming in to get a shot in. I was just... She's at... My wife is down here asking if I'm crying. No, I'm in the middle of Q&A and they're trying to get me to cry, babe. And I continue to tell them that I'm not going to. She says it just takes a couple of comments. <laughs> when we're watching TV, this is one of the most common phrases my wife will say when we're watching TV. Are you crying? (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I cried during an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I did. I got hair on my face. I cried during an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was like, are you crying? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes! Yes, his daughter! He knows she's not real! Like, I I was a disaster. If it's a kid, especially a daughter and a dad... I'm done. It could be a freaking commercial. Have you seen the Subaru commercial where the dad lets his daughter go with the car and they like show her grow up? I'm like, that's not fair. You can't do that to me at three o'clock on a Saturday watching TV. Subaru, get out of here. The Disney commercial. 
Oh, for Pete's sakes. It's not, it's just not fair. It's totally wrong. It's totally wrong. He gives her the keys in the Subaru and the little girl is in the front seat and it's actually, a, it's actually, she's like a, you know, a teenager. I'm like, get the actual frick out, Subaru. <laughs> totally cried too. Yeah, I'm a baby. I, I was already a crybaby before two and a half years of therapy and now I'm even more of a crybaby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, yeah. You're not going to get me to cry today, though. I know you guys are trying to, but... Uh, let's see. Next question... Yeah, oh, oh, sorry. Horn Joe. I don't necessarily know if they're going to give us a rundown. They kind of already have. We know guns are tonight. We know next week's progression in economy. You know, like... They might be having to get a lot of ducks in a row before they can even do a blog post. So... Dad feels are like a blue turtle shell in Mario Kart. <laughs> I like that. I like that. A hundred coming in V for Vic. That's actually about a hundred and ten dollar tip right there. I saw it change on my dashboard. I have been a silent viewer for two plus years. You are the most genuine Destiny YouTuber out there, and you helped me through a lot of hard times. Thank you for all the best to you and your family. You've been an inspiration. That is ridiculously generous, and thank you for saying that. And I appreciate. The two years of silent viewership is a lot of support. You may not think it, but it is. Lurkers are the lifeblood of a live stream, so thank you. That is very, very kind. Um, thank you. The TWAB will be out in about, uh, like, five hours. Three, well, three, anywhere, four to five hours, somewhere in there. This brings to me a different question completely unrelated. Do you think that we will get reissues with Season 12? I actually don't know. That is a good question, though. If they do them, where will they do them? They made it sound like Darksider. Didn't they talk about the, the world pool when they were talking about Umbrals? And didn't they make it sound like in the in, in future seasons that the world loot pool would be one that would consistently sort of get the reissues? I feel like that is, uh, is where they were supposed to land. Um, I don't know what Arbalist tried to put in chat. It was probably a mistake. Nightbot bopped him for five seconds. I bet you there's going to be reissues in the world loot pool. Yes. Uh, Gilly into Mist. Do you think that the lack of seasonal info is due to the fact that the season and the DLC are more interwoven? Okay, so you're looking at this in the opposite perspective. A little bit ago, somebody's like, are they going to be completely separated? You're thinking maybe they're more interwoven and that's why they're not talking about it. Honestly, it could be, it could go either way. It really, really could. It could be so interwoven they don't want to talk about it, or it's totally separate and that's why they also don't want to talk about it. They're kind of tucking it away as a, as a surprise, you know, near the end of the, this season. $20 from Ash, the homegirl, says, Lono, you've given me so much in the eight months I've been here. You've given me a community where I've made friends, given me the confidence to stream and put more. Uh, and you put the seed uh, to let me be loved in my head much love oh yeah we had that big talk that one day about letting people love you and how shame will short circuit love yeah yeah that was a good one that was basically like something I learned and I just passed that on to you um so I'm glad it helped you Ash uh chaos coming in with a two spot thank you chaos uh and uh everybody for the love and support today um if you're new, the community is just kind of uh, pouring it on right now. Thank you for that. If you haven't hit subscribe and like, do so. We're going to keep pressing on with questions. Um, let me let me answer Gilly's question and, and, and move to the next. I, this is one possibility along with the other. At this point, I can't lean either way. It could be that it's so interwoven they can't talk about it. Um, it could be 
that uh, it's it's completely separate, and that's why they don't want to talk about it. I honestly could see reasons for both. So, uh, Ashen Hollow, are Bungie still leveraging streamers to market it as much as they have in the past? At least in your eyes, I don't know. I don't know. They're in a bit of a quandary. Uh, they are in a bit of a quandary here. They lost uh, one of their biggest Twitch streamers. Congratulations! Um, and uh, a lot of the more a lot of the more uh, veteran streamers and players have have barely touched it, and they don't have the draw that they used to. And then one of the big big you know primary directory leads on Twitch. I uh, I don't know. He, that's that's a bit of a PR nightmare. He's he is uh, <laughs> he is he is very unpredictable. So I don't know if they want to continue to to go that <laughs> to go that way. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not taking shots at all. I'm just thinking from purely a business perspective. Um, I I honestly don't know. It's a really weird place right now. Um, I don't know. Uh, mobile coming back in with a resub on the membership. That's a black badge. Thank you for that. Ink Sanity with the brand new membership. Thank you for that. 20 spot from V again. Another 20 from V. Thank you very, very much. So much support and so many new members today. Thank you for clicking sub, like, and join. You guys are the best today. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like the streaming world and the YouTube world just kind of in a weird spot. It really, really is. Uh, five spot from Wheezy, just cry already. Pepe laugh. Shut up, Wheezy. Um, sub to your Patreon. Love the format of your streams and your content's amazing. Nice to see you doing well. Thank you, Unknown. If you do Patreon, uh, make sure and cash in on all the benefits in Discord. Go to your Patreon and sync it with Discord. I got a lot in the in the Discord server for you. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you saying that, Detta. Another 20 spot from V. Seriously, thank you. I don't know what you're doing, but stop. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but stop it. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> we got to keep we got to keep going with the questions here. Um So, on this note, um on this note about are they leveraging streamers for marketing like they used to? I'm sure they're going to continue to give them the inside track and give them heads up about things that are coming, but I don't necessarily know it's going to be the focus like it used to be, you know? So, Animus says, How much of these frustrations regarding lack of information is a need for info to justify pre-orders? I feel like we don't need all this info about the DLC. We want it in order to justify spending money before launch. I think it's a Venn diagram, right? There's crossover. It's need and want. It's need and want. It's like what, like I, I said many, many times, if I saw that like Borderlands 3 was dropping a $50 expansion... I would expect there to be like a splash page with a ton of information. We've added this many guns, this many missions, this many things to the to the subclass to the, to the skill trees. A new character. You know what I mean? If any game was adding a fifty dollar expansion, I would expect there to be a really really centralized amount of information. What are you guys doing? Uh, ten dollars from Dan Zatasic just because you're awesome. Another ten spot from V. We have more than a thousand viewers. Can someone else join me, please? Ten dollars from Steam Crow. In all seriousness, though, not asking for tears, but one on one. With you or personally, uh, with all this growth lately, would be great. Um, but a one-on-one with you, where you are at personally? Oh, you want me to like talk on stream about it? 
I don't know about that. Uh, Game Wizard uh, just picked a VIP membership. Thank you for that. Uh, you get a lot of perks as a VIP. Be sure to uh, sync up with Discord to get them all. Silent coming in with a five spot. Thank you so much, Silent. And another five spot from Duncan. Will the sandbox twab being so anticipated? I have a hunch the stream is going to soar tomorrow. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, King Dane says off topic, are you interested in Godfall? Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know how much room I have for other gaming content. Repeat theater is in an, uh, in kind of a trial period right now. And that's kind of making it to where we don't do other gaming content, but I think there is room for other gaming shows. We just got to have to see what happens with repeat. It's a project I'm passionate about and we're going to throw everything we have at it. So 20 spot from bats coming in. Thank you very, very much. Um, so I think Animus it's a it's a need want overlap. There is a need, right? I think I think there is a is a like a you know what? No, we need a little bit more info to justify purchase. Right now you can't even buy the season pass separately. I don't think you can. So how on earth are you gonna sell it to a game pass holder and tell them what they're getting? So that's a need, right? That's a need. I need to know. I need to know where, where what that is. for Doge. Being drunk ain't a good excuse for making dumb plays in Among Us. Shut up, Doge! Every Friday night, if you're a VIP, Friday night fight night, every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, this week some more Among Us. Get in here and I'll uh I'll take you out in the spaceship and I'll I'll lie about it. It's fun. V coming in with a five spot. Sandy coming in with a 20 spot. A five spot coming in from Heart of Quartz. Sorry for disturbing. I had to. Another five spot coming in from Ronald Dementor. Uh, let's go prevent Lono from starting repeat theater. Stop it. <laughs> this, this aggression will not stand, man. All right. I'm moving on from Animus's question. I feel like I did a pretty good job answering it. Agent Atwood. The way Bungie is promoting Beyond Light is very similar to how NetherRealm Studios promotes their DLCs and it leaves the community wondering and the company loves trolling with the DLC being good, but lackluster for the price. Thoughts? That doesn't sound like a troll, but I don't necessarily know if that's what's going on here. I don't think they're trying to like troll us or sucker punch us with value. I think there's mystery. They're also waiting. I also think it's a timing issue. I do. I think it's a timing issue with the, with the delay. Um... Uh, a 10 spot from Papa Bear, a 5 spot from V, a 10 spot from Quad, and a 5 spot from Inktoxicant. Train, train, no more Q&A, just dono reads. Thank you very, very much. Uh, so, I, um, yeah, I think that th- th- there's a variety of reasons that could be going on. We've addressed most of these today. Rob818, why do you think we haven't heard from Luke Smith yet? I was expecting another director's cut before the new season, but we haven't heard from him since June. Since this is the last question, I think this is actually really well-timed. I bet you he is center stage for the vid doc. Narrating it, walking it through, um, I bet you he's a, he's a major part of the vid doc that we know has been filmed that was that is likely landing next week or the week after. So that's going to be probably your Luke Smith contribution. I don't expect a director's cut before. I expect him to be in the vid doc, um, vi doc, whatever. Um, that's where I land on it. Uh, that's where I land on it. So, 
Agent Atwood says, I'm sorry I had to for chat. Could you all please hit the like button as question number 21? Uh, we're probably going to break the like uh, record today. I think our record was like 1100 and we're about to hit 1200. Uh, so thank you guys so much for just an enormous day on YouTube and we aren't done yet. We have another segment that we do. It's really, really fun. It's VIP call-ins. It's a lot like a talk radio call-in session. We, we kind of give that interactive podcast feel here. Again, safe for work. Monday through Friday, very interactive. Keep me on in the background. This is purely a live stream now, okay? So make sure you're subbed, make sure you're liking, and make sure you go to sntrnetwork.com, all right? There's a lot of people here. Check out this page. It's everything. It's the Rageless Roundtable. It's this show. It's Repeat Theater, all under one hub with a schedule tool there for you to know when we're doing watch parties and when I'm covering what. So make sure to bookmark sntrnetwork.com. Two more coming in. $10 from Dan Zatastic. 25 today. Love you, man. Thank you. And 20 from Bats. Keep the love train going. Thank you, Bats. I got to do the outro. We'll keep talking and hanging out if you're listening to this elsewhere. I am sorry for the major disruption. My chat is lovingly rebellious and uh, we'll move on to some call-ins with VIPs. As always, no matter where you're listening to this, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com or if you prefer the uploads, go to sntrvideos.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-ins that took place after my talk about the lack of info for Beyond Light. If you're listening to this as a podcast somewhere else, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday, sntrlive.com. We'll bring it to the live stream channel. We do have an archive upload channel you can use as well if you prefer the video uploads, sntrvideos.com has everything there for you. If you prefer to have all my shows under one umbrella, same idea, sntrnetwork.com. That's the entire network. It's Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, it's all of them. So those three links are your, you know, your sort of your best hubs and approaches to the content that I create. So our first caller today, let me get the little capture going here, is Gritter. Says here, tinfoil hat theory on how post-lightfall may play a small part in the lack of info concerns today. Well, I would love to hear your thoughts on this, sir. Okay. Thank you, Zoma, for having me. And um, so here's my thought input. This is very, very tinfoil hat theory. So one thing I, I do notice um, is everyone, everyone, even me, even though I'm very hopeful, I'm glass half full with Beyond Light. Um, even I've noticed, you know, just, you know, I can, I understand the concerns of people being upset about what is my $50 going for. I think that's where the lack of info really hits home. It's like, what, what am I paying for? Wait, so how is this tie into Lightfall, post-Lightfall though? Wait, what happened? Is he there? Gritter, are you there? Gritter might be having uh, some technical difficulties um, about the lack of info. In respects to post-Lightfall, the fall after that one in 2023, it's kind of like, yeah, we kind of want them to get, we want to slowly wean them off this, I want, I'm okay with paying $50 for my September expansion and more along the lines of I want to get them ready for an Elder Scrolls Online or World of Warcraft type of subscription model where is how Game Pass can play into 
Well, yeah, yeah, Game Pass has a great, but what are the people who are not getting a subscription service getting? And then, you know, two or three years, you know, later, you know, Bungie's like, we've heard your end. Okay, I'm just going to mute and go with the gist, Gritter. You're having a lot of uh, breakups, and you're, you're, you keep, I keep losing you. you might, it might be some internet issues, but I, I get the gist, I think, of what he's saying. In, I think in his mind is they're they're wanting to wean us off of, a, of the, the old pricing structure and get us on essentially what is a new pricing structure, and that may be what's related to Lightfall. Uh, he may have to type if I get this wrong uh, in the Discord. But I, I get the idea is that the next three years are, are meant to be sort of a shift in the game itself, and if the pricing structure is shifting and the content delivery is slightly shifting, this could be the, the, the slow boiling of the frog in the water, you know? Because we are in a phase right now where the, uh, the I think the going expectation for, for games like this, it, it can be kind of tough because Destiny doesn't charge a subscription fee and yet we play it like a game with a subscription fee, you know? Um, the only other games that people kind of play like this, you know, that I can think of is like, you know, like Warframe or, uh, you know, the Elder Scrolls Online, and the Elder Scrolls Online has a subscription model set up for their crowns and their, their you know, the things they're regularly launching, all the different uh, mounts you can get and, 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 and cosmetic items. So, I mean, even they have a subscription style model sort of, you know, uh, to, to, to help I probably subsidize everything. Because uh, they have, you know, dedicated servers, really, really large open areas. You know, they're, they're trying to regularly do updates and add stuff. So, I could see uh, a relationship between After Lightfall being related to right now where they're thinking long-term. We have a long-term strategy that is going to sort of restructure the community and the game, you know, and the and the Destiny community especially, expectations about you know how we deliver content and how much it costs uh and you know everything else so i could see the two being related and again this is a little bit of a tinfoil hat theory i mean it's so far out and truth be told we still don't quite have enough information to even know are they making us completely sit in the dark before we buy? I mean, we, we may in the in the two weeks leading up get a ton of information. A landing page for the season, more bullet point lists for what we get in the expansion. I mean, all that stuff could be, you know, could be planned, which would then fall under like, well, they're not changing our expectations or the structure or the delivery or the pricing. Um, it would more, I think it would be more just about the marketing in this year being different. I mean, we we may look back and be like, dude, 2020 was just mega, mega anomalous and weird for all the reasons that we know. Um, and then as things go forward, it would be more stabilized and more normalized. So uh, I'm just going to go on to the next question just because I, Gritter was having a lot of connectivity problems. I'm going to go to Brolo. I'm going to go to Greg. Uh, go ahead, sir. It says here, Beyond Light Pricing and Info Given. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I'm gonna get into this because I know the Avengers gonna wanna gonna get angry about things, right? So I think I think there's two things people need to focus on. All right, the development costs of Shadowkeep versus Beyond Light, and the fact that people need to get off this like fifty dollar thing, okay? Because Shadowkeep, the base price of Beyond Light is forty dollars. 
the big right now if you want to go buy shadow keep it's 35 okay and what do you get with that you get you, you get um you get three weeks to get the rest of the season done okay if 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 shadow keep launched in uh the beginning of this season you'd have a stronger leg to stand on people forget that shadow keep launched with with uh undying because undying was nothing like we got vex offensive which was just a really small activity with all reissued guns that had some grass on it and we got leviathan's breath that's all vex offensive gave us okay like that's literally it i mean that's literally all season of undying was it wasn't it wasn't like this huge amount of content like unworthy uh dawn or anything like that okay the other thing too is okay with shadow keep we got the raid the story missions the nightmare hunts exotics the dungeon but okay the moon reused so the development cost for that was probably cut in half the dungeon i'll give bungie the dungeon that thing is nice they spent a lot of time on that probably and that's that's the main meat of the content if we didn't have the dungeon we had the story but let's be real shadow keep would be kind of boring all right the destination for the moon exactly exactly avenger the destination for the moon was free so like what you're really paying for in terms of development was just the dungeon and some new enemy types because all the content that the Nightmare Hunts were in, which was also included in Shadowkeep, was already in the game, for the most part, except for the moon, right? With Europa, you're paying 35, you're paying 30, uh, or you're paying $40, but you're getting a new, a completely new destination that hasn't had a base to work with. They had some concept art maybe before D1 was done, but I right. doubt they touched anything in years. We're getting a longer story, we're getting a completely new subclass and and system for that subclass, including fragments and you know artifacts. Not artifact fragments from um, the other the other thing, right? We're getting new vex enemies. We're getting new fallen enemies. We're getting uh, some strikes and stuff. Uh, you know, if you compare again, season of the undying to season of arrivals, you got the contact event, the mini story missions. The new weapons and armor, prophecy dungeon, vending machine for overpowered guns and arrivals, and you got nothing in, in, in Undying. So I think trying to compare the two when you get a free season, when the season is basically empty, is, is, a, little, is a little unfair. All right? like, and if you don't want to pay the $50 to get the season, then don't. We don't have the roadmap for it yet. If you, It might be worth it, it might not. We got a public event on uh, the moon, but that was unannounced. We didn't know that was coming. We don't know what's... like. They, they could surprise us again with something on Europa. My only, I think <laughs> I, would, I would say my only pushback to everything you're saying is this. We paid 40 for Taken King and 40 for Forsaken and then 35 for Shadowkeep. And Forsaken came with Season of the Outlaw baked in and Shadowkeep came with uh, Season of the Undying baked in and Season of the Undying and you are correct to say it was extremely thin, okay? That that's none of those are in none of those are invalid points. I think my main issue is this is a brand new way of structuring a yearly expansion. And because of that, I really feel like we need more information, which I think Gritter was good to point out earlier that most of the time the seasonal landing page and the seasonal, you know, info would land about a week or two weeks before. So we're still not in that window. It still is sort of a what in the what in the world is it coming with? And we have to consider I think something that makes this conversation so difficult to make comparisons and understand what the value is and what I'm getting and what I'm not getting is I really think free to play and game pass is making this conversation so difficult to know where are we like what what are the terms 
that we're all sort of agreeing upon and the definitions of the, the, the terms of like how much value are we getting, how much are we getting, how much are they getting, and I believe this all started with free to play, because when you go to the Season of Arrivals page, I pointed this out, like, they get pretty much everything you get, <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that we didn't get a lot of value for the $10, because you get the whole season pass, you get a ton of stuff in there, you get all the loot uh, from the Umbrals, you get all the loot from Contact Public Event, and, but then they made the dungeon free for everybody. Like, it just... Yeah. I, I think that's what's making this conversation so difficult to not pass in the night. Like, it's really hard for people to kind of see why one side is okay or not okay with the amount of information we've gotten. Okay, people are saying, you know, you got the raid and stuff and the dungeon and you know it's like 25 dollars but i'm like okay yep but okay let's let's look at this like really look at it right the moon is small it's not a big destination it's a tiny destination europa wait 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 wait. you're saying the moon is small yes the moon is not big no no it's got it's got four lost sectors that are basically miniature strikes they have a whole new area with a whole new a whole new activity on it that whole big open area altar of sorrows and if you did any of the actual uh lectern stuff you went down into the depths of the moon there's so much stuff down there no 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 the moon is not small no that's why that's why i said like the dungeon stuff is cool and i'll get like the open the open space on the moon like the actual area not including the inner lost sectors and stuff it's not that big they had the huge open area for the strikes right i will give them that but i think europa is going to be way bigger right i honestly do i think it's going to be a lot bigger and the raid was garden of salvation like it's nice but it's not a really a very long raid either you know you know what i'm saying like it's it's i feel like the 25 okay if you want to cut it down to the 25 dollars, fine i think that's fine but I, I, I would argue seriously that the development costs of the moon and Shadowkeep versus Europa and all the content that they're giving there. I mean, yeah, the moon space was free. So you're not even technically paying for that, right? Like that's that's the other argument is you're not even paying for the moon because you don't have to pay, <laughs> you don't have to pay for Shadowkeep to go on the moon. And the opening story, the opening mission for the moon was also free. Right? So that whole area in itself is free. Okay, but let me well then let me put all this back to you another way. Then you, you, everything you're saying right now could arguably also be true about Beyond Light. And so what what are we getting that is so significantly greater than Shadowkeep? Don't you see? You you almost just made an argument for the other side. Like Europa is free, Cosmodrome is free. These areas don't cost anything to go to. So it, I right now I I'm not seeing yeah. a huge difference between this... Shadowkeep and Beyond Light. My, okay, this. <sighs> Part of it is just people gonna are gonna like have to accept that you're gonna pay for on the nose stuff for development like revamping the AI and the scripting changes, having to do the weather stuff, having to build like I think mo- honestly most of it most of the price increase is coming from having to make Europa, having to make I mean the raid is supposedly going to be longer than Garden of Salvation and Crown of Sorrow maybe a bit less than uh, Last Wish which okay so that's 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 gonna be a bit of extra money right mm-hmm. the only question we're getting and we're getting a whole new subclass and we're getting a whole new system for that subclass which we didn't get with shadow keep we didn't get anything like that right we're getting new enemy types we're getting new fallen enemies we're getting you know a new main central boss like we did with forsaken 
The only questions, like, I do have questions about what we are getting on top of that. Like, is Vogue, as much as the D1 fans are going to be, would probably be super annoyed, but I don't really care because I didn't play. And also, there's going to be a whole swathe of new people coming in, so they probably want to capitalize on that. Is Vogue going to be included in one of the seasons that we have to pay for, or is it included with the DLC? Is it free? Because then that's two raids that they're giving us. Reused or not. Is the strikes going to be locked behind the DLC content or seasonal content? Will they surprise us with a dungeon? Because we don't have a roadmap for that. I know they're bringing back Prophecy revamped, but so far they've given us two dungeons. I don't see a reason why they wouldn't give us a third dungeon somewhere down the line in the year. Like, you know, are the weapons for the planet free? Because they've done that with uh, Forsaken and they did that with Shadowkeep too. So there's like, there's are, there are questions, but I argue that honestly, the changes that we're getting for, again, the base game, right? The base game. Not for the $50 thing because we don't know what's in the season and people... Like, why are you automatically buying that if you're talking about complaining about price transmission, like value transmission? Just don't buy it. Talk about the base game. I think is, you know, there's going to be on-the-nose costs and there's just going to be the fact that it's a whole new thing that, and they're making a lot of changes that we just have to accept we have to pay for. Some of that is, yeah, we're paying for other people's game. But... I mean, they don't have a sub model, so they they have to charge more. I <clears throat> I don't necessarily disagree with the, like we may be paying for things we're not necessarily uh, seeing, and but I don't know if that's a good. I don't know if that's gonna really help the situation for people to feel like they've been waiting for this game to turn you know a corner for a couple of years now, if not more. I I don't know from just a basic consumer well, level expectation. I've said this so many times, if right now Division 2 is like, we are launching a $50 expansion, you know, even if they structured it as a 40 and a 10, right? I would be like, okay, that's almost a full, a whole new game. What, what am I getting for all of that? I would expect there to be a page with just very crisp, clear bullet point information about everything I'm getting. And right now, I just feel like we're, we're 30,000 feet and it's cloudy. It's like, I'm just getting glimpses at stuff. Yeah, I mean, people the other, people uh, like to argue about, you know, the value with Shadowkeep and stuff too, but you can still buy Shadowkeep at this point. You can buy it probably up to a week before, and it's, 30, it's $35 to include, like, the season, which at what's left, right? If you haven't been doing it, you're not going to get anything left, and there's still charging people that amount of money or you can buy the new base game for five dollars more right like the new base expansion for five dollars more and then you'll get everything previous to that for free once they convert it so i mean i don't know there's there's things that i don't do and don't like with the pricing structure and how they're changing it but at the same time you know they're still charging people the same amount of money for shadow keep that they did when it released it doesn't matter when you buy it like and is that okay to me? No, not really. Why are they? Why is it not like seventy percent off when we have two weeks, two and a half weeks left in the season, and you won't be able to do half the content anyway? You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody in chat said the Bungie community seems to have an issue with anything and everything that Bungie sets a price on. Uh, like, do we want everything to be free? It's still a company, and they need to make money. I I don't think you're under, necessarily quite understanding the issue. I, I I think the actual issue is that there are a lot of free things. So it makes it difficult to really get a grasp on right now what exactly am I paying for. And that's why we're all sort of in the dark. Like, think about it like this. Right now, you can completely and utterly sit on the sidelines with 
Xbox Game Pass and spend zero dollars and just and just wait to be like I I don't know, yeah. I don't know if I need to buy anything. Do you see what I'm, do you see the point that I'm making? It doesn't really seem like anybody can make a confident. Maybe not anybody. There's a group. There there is a portion of the community that's just going to buy every time. There are people that feel like they have enough information. However, I right now. A lot of people are like, there's so much free to play. I'm going to wait. Why would I buy? I don't even know what's going on. Now, 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 again, that may change in the next two weeks, but that's generally the conversation that we're having is that so much of the game is getting gobbled up by free to play or game pass. It's becoming difficult and murky to really understand when you bought Taken King, like that was it. There wasn't anything else going on. That was all you could buy. Boom, bam, campaign, raid, you know, new destination like and I don't know if back then they bullet point listed everything I think maybe they set an expectation in D2 with a lot of the uh, calendars and a lot of the splash pages and a lot of the marketing that like we got a lot of info before purchase and we're all right now we're waiting for that moment more than anything I think that's what's going on is we're kind of waiting for that moment of like okay what do I get there is so much that is free I also kind of feel bad for free players in a way because like you said there are a lot of people on Game Pass that are free players, and there are people who just play the game for free generally. And I think, I I think even to a degree, Bungie kind of don't know how to explain it because even the free to play page, the new light page right now, is not correct or accurate, and it doesn't tell people like this stuff is going away. I mean, they still advertise like Mercury, Mars. You know, all these planets with no information about, oh, these are going away, by the way, and this content's leaving. All their screenshots screenshots still show EP weapons and Braytech weapons and, you know, all this content that's not staying. Um, it's it's really strange. Like, the website, this, this goes back to what I said in the call-in before about their communication is just terrible. Like, just, like, marketing, even, like, their marketing is just not consistent and their like their transmission channels are not consistent they don't put the same information in every place which is really horrible uh, if i was trying to look at this game and I, like i said i've had friends that i've tried to introduce to this game they don't know what's going on they don't even know like how to start because everything is so different on their website across their website and on reddit and on twitter it's like there's no consistency at all and there's no correct information in any of the same places yeah, I do feel like there's hype bungee and there's informational bungee. And hype bungee is I don't know if they've ever not hit a home run. Like their hype their hype efforts are always really, yeah. really great. Informational bungee has been a little inconsistent. I think the calendars were good, and then they switched from the calendars to like generic calendars, and then they switched from that to like not showing us anything. And then when I went to the season of arrivals page, I was like, I can't really get a clear glimpse as to like what I'm paying for. Everything seems to be free. I get a lot of stuff early, but everything kind of seems to be free. Like I, I played season of arrivals and i still struggle to grapple with what i actually paid for it honestly feels like yeah. <laughs> i paid for the season pass and the loot pool and that's yep. it i paid for the season pass and the loot pool that was all my ten dollars got me now is that worth it i actually think that's not too bad however free free to play players got the dungeon they got contact public event they i guess oh and i got to wait couldn't they do the story mission too I feel like they can do the story mission. The, I th- I'm not 100% on. sure on the story mission. Hang on. 
I might be wrong on that. I might be wrong on that. That might be the, the that, that yeah. So story mission. So yeah, they got interference. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You get interference as a paying customer. So you get interference. You get the loot pool and the season pass. Like, and that to me, it's the the fact that I'm foggy on that, and the fact that the website's foggy on that. I think is one of the reasons everyone is a little maybe more on edge about okay what in the actual world are we getting here um yeah i don't think people are being entitled or angry or or or, or unreasonable i think it's like a it's just we don't, don't know much you know yeah i don't i don't think that uh i don't think that people are unreasonable right i just for me personally right yeah i'm one of the people that like to be honest, for Destiny, I'll, I'll just chill out stuff, right? Because I enjoy it and I have memories attached to it. If it's not good, yeah, I'll stop playing because, like, this season, I didn't really do much for the last two months. Um, but I also kind of get, like, there are things I'm just going to have to pay for as extras, you know? And I get that this is essentially a soft reset. And me and uh, Avenger and Necro had this conversation yesterday that it was it was kind of funny. We, we realized... We are essentially, we have essentially been the beta testers for what they have been trying to get to for the last six years, right? And now they're stepping into everything that they're making now is their stuff. It's not leftover assets cut out of like Osiris or, you know, um, Warmind. It's not things they had to finish putting a bow on for Activision after they left because they had, you know, leftover plans. It's like, this is... Them taking out the stuff that was done with them and them starting anew, essentially, and which I think goes hand in hand with the Game Pass launch. And a lot of people, I think that's why partially the cost is higher. And I think that's also why people are kind of feeling a bit stung because I, the reality is this is just becoming the new destiny. And we're, we're having to kind of take that on the nose and just roll with it. Yeah. All right, well, we got a lot of callers today. I, I yeah. think you got good perspectives no on this, and I appreciate you calling in. I'm going to move on to Avenger. Thanks for calling in, Greg. Avenger ran downstairs to get his collector's edition, so hopefully he's back up here and not out of breath. Uh, I'm here. I'm good. Good, 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 good. All right, go ahead, dude. Yeah, so um, similar to what uh, Greg did where he went through and was um, writing it on a bunch of notes, I, I went through all of the old expansions and especially looking at the $40 I was like I want to see the evolution of what we're getting for $40 for the value transmission in Taken King we got the Dreadnought you cannot load into the Dreadnought unless you had Taken King you had Court of Oryx on there you had the raid the story you could not play the Crucible playlist other than the classic mix playlist you were completely excluded to that playlist um, you had the strike playlist was also segregated out to only the classic playlists or the classic strikes you got a 25 level character boost, vendor refreshes, the April update, uh, new supers and exotics. There was 19 weapons and 20 armor added during that expansion. Forsaken, another $40 expansion. You got the story, Gambit, Tangled Shore and Dreaming City, which you could not load into unless you had uh, Forsaken. A raid, nine new supers, bows, exotic quests, strikes, uh... What else do you get? Oh, blind well in a dungeon. And in Forsaken, we had 13 weapons and 12 exotics, four per class for armor. In Shadowkeep, for a $25 expansion, we had three armor pieces and two weapons. We are getting 10 exotics in Beyond Light. 
planets are completely gone. There needs to be some kind of value transmission to substitute removing a whole planet. And this is a big planet from a $40 expansion. And to me, right now, as we are three weeks out, it is concerning to not know what we are getting. That being said, I am afraid that even with this, even if they do announce these activities or whatever that, I am still genuinely afraid that there will not be enough that will make this as full as what $40 would normally cost. That's the biggest concern I have. That's actually an aspect we haven't even... we I don't, Maybe we've not talked about that enough, is that there are a lot of people that are looking at this and saying, okay, you are literally taking out four planets. Um, well, it's I guess it's three plus the Leviathan. And Leviathan is literally the size of, I would say, two and a half planets. It is the, one of the largest locations in the game. It's enormous. Um, the entire Leviathan raid and the Underbelly, plus the raid layers and the Menagerie and Crown and Tribute Hall. It is just stupidly large. Uh... Mercury, Martin, Titan, Io. Oh, no, it is four planets. I'm sorry. Four planets plus Levy. Sorry, I got it backwards. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to look and say, all right, you deleted literally what feels like half the game or more. What, 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 What's coming that required such a scalpel slice? Do you see? Like, you, you're, you're committing pretty you know, invasive surgery on the game and you're making seemingly making space. If I came into your home and I got rid of half of the furniture in the living room and blew a wall out, you would, I think, naturally feel like, oh, wow, he must be coming in with a lot of stuff to fill. He made all this space. It's it's probably so they can, you know, fill it back up again. Uh, I, I think that's a valid way to look at it. Now, when you look at these other you know, Forsaken, you said had 13 weapons. Those were the Tangled Shore weapons, right? No, no, no. That's the exotic weapons. The oh, Tangled Shore exotic. weapons. Okay. The Tangled Shore weapons were actually for free. You, if you could just go to the new tang, uh, the new places, the new Lost Sectors, and you could get Tangled Shore weapons without actually owning the expansion for Forsaken. You couldn't equip them because you could not equip Forsaken weapons unless you had Forsaken bought. That's also another thing. So you could get right. the weapons, but you couldn't even equip stuff from the expansion. With free-to-play, it muddies the water. And I, was, I wasn't I was on Light Leap's side when he said this, when he was so pro, like, free-to-play is just making it a mobile game. You know, that kind of, like, him ranting about that. But then, I'm not about the mobile game. I'm just thinking free-to-play. Like, I'm paying $40, and I'm a paying person for all of these expansions and i've been with you the whole time and it feels like right now that they are making it so and this is what mobile games do they have the whales or the people that are supporting the game and purchasing all these purchases feed the gameplay for the free-to-play players and that's a business practice that I think is very, very wrong and is coming along the lines of what Activision is doing with other games. Well, and I, and I also think that we're mentioning these planets getting taken away because Greg's like, you know, those, those planets were pretty dry, pretty empty, and they're going to be brought back for free. You have to understand what I'm saying, though. I'm not saying they're taking away content that I was actively playing. 
I'm saying you are creating a giant vacancy in the game, which naturally is going to make virtually all consumers say, "Where? what are you adding to fill it back up again? If it's just Cosmodrome Europa, okay, what's going on in those locations? What's happening on those planets? Again, I don't think any of this is unreasonable. It's like there, this is unprecedented in the history of the game to literally remove four planets and an ent- entire raids are being taken out of the game. I think it stands to reason for someone to be like, what in the world? Okay, what are you adding? Why did you have to make so much space? I, You know, it's like, I, <laughs> I'm not necessarily even saying people should say, you took out a lot of valuable content. What are you adding to replace it? That's not my, my, my angle. That's why in my analogy, I use like the blowing out a wall and removing furniture. It's like if the furniture was old and the wall was in the way of like a good expansion thing you wanted to do in your, in your living room or your family room, then naturally you would say the only real reason you'd remove this much and blow out a wall is because you're going to fill it with a lot of stuff. Like, I don't think that's illogical to think. I'm not even trying to come at this from like an entitled way of like, well, you're removing Mercury, Mars, Titan, Io, Leviathan. I better get all of that back in some respect in content. Like, I'm not even doing that. I'm not saying, oh, I spent money on all that. You better put all of that back in the game in equal amounts in Beyond Light in content. I'm not that stupid. Come on. Like, there's no way they're going to add what is equal to Leviathan, the layers, and everything that's being removed. That is not the argument that I was making. I am saying it's good to highlight that because I do think a lot of people are going to look at Destiny and say, you gutted this game and you added a planet, the Cosmodrome, a strike... There is a strike being added. There's two, but one of them's new. One of them's a refresh. So two strikes. Why did you have to take so much out if this is all you're adding? I don't think any of that is uh, is is an invalid sort of question or thought process to say what what was the impetus then to remove so much? Not because we were all running around Io, Titan, Mercury, and Mars and just having a blast. There's nothing really happening there. It's more about the vacancy that they're creating, which in many players' minds is either wrong or it better be filled back up. Because if not, it's going to feel like, what was the point of all that? Yeah, and another thing I wanted to hit at, because I was thinking about this too, um, with all the content and it being a lot of that content they're removing was also part of the free content. Um, When we would get these expansions, every one of these expansions that we got over the years, there was always some aspect of that being free in some sense. We got system changes. We got um, new reworks uh, to things. We got the sandbox changes. Um, you know, Forsaken brought random rolls to weapons. Um, Taken King had just huge improvements to everything across the board. Um, when Destiny 2 released, we had all the quality of life things. Uh, Shadowkeep brought along the Armor 2.0 system and brought all these different things. It was great. We get all these free systems. But adding free to play... And then taking all these stuff, all of this stuff that we had across the years that have always been, you know, destinations were a big part of the value of expansions. The Dreadnought was a big part of the value. The Dreadnought was one of the most loved places from D1. That, you know, everyone looks at that and it's like, yo, Dreadnought was amazing. You had the Court of Oryx, you had all this stuff, and you didn't play it unless you had Taken King. 
because that was the value transmission of that is you had the dreadnought you had the plague lands of rise of iron you one of my favorite places was that lava area right before you got to the archon's forge with all the lava pumps and stuff like that on the side of the beach i love that area that area was so cool and then you had the snowy parts to it that's value transmission tangled shore dreaming city dreaming city one of the most beautiful locations in destiny 2 value transmission yeah we're not getting europa well, and I Gritter Gritter is making a good point, which I actually think this is probably true that they're removing so much, and that's kind of like them preparing for the next three years. I think the problem is is that to go back to my analogy, if you remove all the furniture from my house and blow out a, all the furniture from my family room, and you blow out a wall, and then you put a couple of things in and nothing else, I'm gonna be like. Well, why didn't you wait until later to remove so much? Why didn't you wait until later to do all that? With the DCV, couldn't they annually say, hey, we're going to start with these two planets and the Leviathan, and then the next two planets, and da 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 Like, that, that's, my, that's my look at it, is couldn't they have waited instead of saying, oh, we're going to do it all at once? I, I, I think Gritter is probably correct and yet, I think that's going to be confusing for players to be like, why'd you do it all at once? Now, maybe Bungie wants to rip the Band-Aid off so they can start working on recreating them and reworking them since that's something that we heard is going to be happening. So, to me, everything we're talking about is not necessarily about feeling like we're being ripped off. It's about perception. The perception of the consumer is, you're asking me to spend more than I ever have for an annual expansion, it's been delayed by two months and you're removing 50% of the game so I don't think in that I don't think that's a great place to be right now as far as a perception goes and not have like a lot of really concrete info like I don't know if you can just ride the hype of stasis trailers in a story trailer we know their hype is, is always there we know the story is actually I actually think the story has been great since since the beginning of the, the, the franchise, I actually have really enjoyed the story. I think D1 Vanilla was the weakest, and from from Crota to House of Wolves to Taken King on, it's always gotten better. I don't think there's any... Shadowkeep's probably the weakest, because it wasn't that clear what was going on, but at least it brought the pyramids back in. So it's like, we know they can do all that. I know they can bring good story. I know they can bring hype. It's just like, the perception is you guys have made dramatic changes and decisions. What... my description is we're flying at 30,000 feet and there's a lot of clouds I can't get a firm grasp on what we're getting I'm not panicked it's just you really got to clear the skies in the next couple of weeks so that I know like I, I, I know what I'm getting in both of the purchases that I'm making and the problem is and the thing that I'm worried about is they're not gonna clear the skies because you have to see that landing zone and if you don't see that landing zone you start hitting that panic button and that's the thing I, a lot of players have already hit it now um like like you just said i literally got my collector's edition i'm gonna be playing the expansion that's what's happening for me i already know that but for it to be this close and to not be told at least an activity when we played sh- when we had shadow keep out we were told nightmare hunts were coming we were told that was a thing before the time frame right now we knew what blind well was coming 
we knew all of this stuff. We knew at least activities. We don't know any activities. We just know, well, there's Europa. I don't know if that's true, though. I don't think they told us about Blindwell or Vex Offensive or Alters. I mean, they definitely have... They told us about Blindwell in the Game Informer magazine um, around the announcement of Forsaken. I do... Or around the announcement of the Dreaming City. Okay, um, no, that's that's true. You're right. And um, Nightmare Hunts was released also. I, I'm not sure if it was in the Game Informer press or if it was another article. But I do know they announced Nightmare Hunts because they were talking about, you know, all your nightmare, like all the nightmares coming back. All these people from your past were coming back to um, haunt you. And that was kind of the way they were doing it. And I remember them announcing that as well. You get these things beforehand. You at least give me an activity. Tell me the not even a name. Just tell right. me you're getting an activity. Oh, we haven't well, been told if we're getting one. And the way they structure information is kind of perfect for what we're talking about. So if I just use this this story landing page as an example, it would just be Destiny 2 Beyond Light, what you get. Okay, boom. And this would be right here. You'd have pre-order and maybe a trailer. And then as I scroll down, it would be campaign. And you would list the number of campaign missions. Maybe have a line there about if there is replayability or unique loot. Next thing, activity. How much loot like how much loot is in the activity? Three armor sets and you know eight weapons. Boom. Scroll to the next thing. Raid. Three armor sets you know, 10 weapons, boom, scroll to the next thing, world loop update, vendor refresh update, like, that's all I'm asking for, I'm asking for a page or something that just walks through, dink, 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 this is what you get, if any other franchise was asking me to spend $50 on an expansion, whether it was Division, Borderlands, or whatever, I would expect that level of information, and I don't think that's me being entitled. Like, if any... <laughs> I'm the last person anybody could accuse of being entitled. I'm not being entitled. I'm just basically being like, give me a page to scroll through so I have a firm grasp of what I'm getting. And I don't know if this is just the nature of 2020. That they're not really sure. I said earlier, it's possible they've got stuff that, you know, if it's not prepared in time, they're going to punt it to the next season. So they're being real careful before they start talking about stuff. Because Lord knows they wouldn't want to have a landing page. It's like, you're going to have this amazing activity on the Cosmodrome and it's not ready. And they have to punt it to season 13. And then you're like, wait, what? And then they sullied their expansion by basically saying, not only did we delay it, but it's going to have less stuff in it. So it is possible we're dealing with just a a consistent you know, rhythm of symptoms that are linked to just the situation that we're in, in this just terrible year. And like I said, they got a couple weeks to fill in these gaps and I'm hopeful that they do because I, you know, if you're comparing marketing under Activision versus under Indie Bungie, you have to keep that in mind. Yes and no. They. What are you talking about? All this year they were not under Activision, and I had a very clear picture of everything I was buying except for Arrivals. Arrivals was the only time I was like, what the frick? Boom, and they waited till the day of. And, you know, we knew they were trying to keep things a mystery and let us discover things. That was kind of their attitude. So I, I still think even this year we got a lot of information ahead of time before buying. So Yeah, I, just in the end, I'm, I've said it for two months now. We said it a month ago. We're saying it now. And I'm getting close to getting to the point where I'm hitting that panic button and wanting to get the parachute and jump out. And that's not my money, but that's the uh, respect that I have for Bungie and the way that they're running the business practices. I don't I don't like the season pass model. I, I understand why they do it. It makes them money. 
I don't, I don't like it. I understand it. I just want them to just give me the basic consumer rights that people should have, which is to know what you're buying. And that's all it is to it. And if it's if by next week, by next Friday, when if if I'm here, if, I, if I'm on the Rageous Roundtable and we still have not gotten information from this tab or the next tab, you're you're going to hear me say some things about that. I'm just letting you know. Please call it a TWAB whenever you're twab. on the roundtable next week. Please do that. <laughs> I will. I will for you. But yeah, that's all for me. I know you're crunched on time. so. Okay. Thanks for calling in, brother. All right. I'm coming to you, 4K Manning. Hopefully you're still here. We, we're, we're trying to move a little bit quickly through the calls. So we are having these abrupt stops. But it is because we have a full call list today of eight people. 4K, if you're there, it says, Why is Bungie marketing and releasing info this way? Go ahead. Hey, thanks for having me, Lano. Um mm-hmm. I think I just want the first thing I want to get off before I get to my main point is I think you can see a, a, a big difference between Greg and Avenger and uh, their perspectives on Beyond Light and respective hit, hitting the panic button or not hitting the panic button. Um, I think the one thing that maybe that just going to Greg is is realize that people have an attachment to this game and they've been paying for this game forever and they've been promised things that have not been delivered. Um, I think you're Greg you made a, a a ton of good points but i think what people are mainly scared of is you know you see bungie on twitter and all the D- and uh, all the community managers going on saying you know you are not ready and promising all this stuff but then when they when they want the pre-orders and they want people to pay for it it's like okay bungie like you're gonna market it market it this way like okay i'll i'll, I'll give like i'll pay you now please <laughs> three weeks out from the expansion can i please have what i'm paying for please so i think um I just wanted to mention that to Greg and then Avenger. I'm going to talk about some stuff here just to get across this quickly. I know you're, you're a numbers guy. If you're still on the call, feel free to unmute yourself if it's okay with Lano to kind of just back me up on the numbers game here. Um, I think the way Bungie is marketing this is, is, is strange because they came off a week. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not a fan of Shadow Keep. You know that, Lano. Mm-hmm. I think that was a weak release. I don't think that was, obviously, we, we all think that's not Bungie's best work. And also, Season of the Worthy was, was, you know, not there. For Bungie to be this confident and this close with all their information. They, I mean, they proved it with Arrivals. For me, I, I loved Arrivals. I loved every bit of it. Um, but I think it's weird for Bungie to, to release Shadowkeep in the state that it was. And to have Season of the Worthy the way that it was. And for them to be so confident of, we're not going to let you know anything. Just trust us. I think, I don't think, I mean, Bungie can do whatever they want. But I don't think from from my perspective that Bungie can do that because you haven't proven to me that you can deliver. I mean, you did it two years ago, but again, that's two years ago. You you haven't proven to me in a while that you can deliver on a $40 expansion. And I, I need you to show me what, what, as a consumer, I'm paying for. And like Avenger mentioned with the numbers game, as in Forsaken came with so much. I, I think it was, what, four strikes? He said 12 exotics. 10 pieces of legendary armor, the raid, dungeon, um, two locations, blind well. I'm not saying that's not going to happen in Beyond Light. It's just the fact that we knew about it beforehand, mostly some 80% of the stuff beforehand, and that was $40. So the Destiny community's expectations, you, you, Bungie has set those expectations for the communities. Hey, we're able to give you this amount of stuff for this amount of money. So the consumer like me and like who's on the side of me and Avenger is like okay Bungie you've you've came out with something for $40 I'm expecting that again no no less and 
I know I went on, I think it was either earlier this week or last week, the rant of like, I saw the price raise as maybe some next gen upgrades. Maybe that's what's costing a little bit more money. But now that you're delaying that, I don't, that's not an excuse. I, 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 but I really hope Bungie is not going to use that as an excuse of, oh, well, it's more expensive. You know, video games are more expensive nowadays just because of next gen support. Like that's, that's not valid for me. That's not good enough for me as a consumer. Um, yeah, that's just my perspective on it. Uh, if you any comments, Lana. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody is along a spectrum here, and that's why I, I enjoy these shows, because not everybody's going to see this the same way. And, um, <laughs> excuse me, one of the things I've been trying to stress lately, especially to the Discord, because they get pretty spicy, they're a little, uh, they're cut from a different cloth of YouTube chat. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe because they can type more, uh, it, it, it just gets a little bit more back and forth. I, I look at this as... Nobody is right and nobody is wrong. We are all coming from different perspectives and it's more about establishing, sharing, and understanding everybody's perspective. So you're not, there is no argument to be won here. And I think if you free yeah. yourself from that idea, and I'm not, I'm not actually speaking like in response to 4K, but I think what 4K said, his perspective, and also when he sort of analyzed the differences between Greg and uh, Avengers' perspectives, there, there is no finite moment where we'll be like, yep, this person's correct and this person's wrong. It's more about there is a spectrum of I have enough information and I, ha- I don't have enough information and everyone's somewhere along that spectrum. And the best thing to do when you know having these conversations and going back and forth and looking at each other is approach it more from the perspective of here's where I am, where are you? And then just having understanding that there are people that aren't like you in the same vein of of if you were to approach a very PvP heavy player and a raid heavy player, just establishing what your expectations and hopes are because you're different types of players. One player can't be right or wrong in that in that equation. So in this particular situation, I think that because Diego put in chat, I I, I didn't buy Mario Galaxy because I didn't know how many galaxies were in it. And I pushed back and I said, I typed it in chat. I said, if Mario Galaxy would have done an expansion for 40 bucks, or in this case, if you want everything, it's 50, $50, I think it would have been fair to be like, how many galaxies are you adding? Like, I think that would have been a fair question to say, like, you're asking me to virtually buy another game. Like, what what are you adding? Mario Galaxy cost me 60. You're selling me an expansion for 50 what am I getting? Like, what what are you adding to Mario Galaxy? And I think right now, that's the missing piece of the equation. I think people on the one side of the, of the spectrum can say, I saw a trailer, I saw Europa and Stasis, and the subclass info, I'm good to go. I, that's all I need to know. And that's great for them. There are other people that want that page I described a little bit ago. They want that page to scroll down through and see story mission count weapon and loot count activity like what am i getting like i i and i don't think we're gonna get all of that in that's in in that specific of detail um but i do think it's 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 understandable and i do think that uh they they've established you know time and time again that they uh they they established time and time again that um that they like to they like to to promote the stuff and tell us all the info uh, ahead of time, and so this time I think people are you know kind of prepared and wanting that. Um, so, to to touch on my on my on my last two points is I think um, that 
the main the main two things I want to touch on, especially with Avenger and Greg, is I think going along with the forty dollar Forsaken expansion, and then Shadow Keep the following year for thirty five. The five dollar difference, and I don't think you got even maybe sixty percent of the content that was in Forsaken. So I think people, I personally, I'm scared that that is Bungie's new standard of. Because, because Forsaken, I mean, Avenger just put it in the chat just a little bit ago. You got 12 new supers. You got, you got two locations, um, story, gambit, you know, countless legendary armor pieces. So is, is $5, the difference of Forsaken and Shadowkeep, is $5 really going to cut out nine worth nine supers and, you know, however many exotics, uh, an activity? So I think that's what people are scared of is, is Bungie heading in this direction of, like, paying for more, getting less. And that's what it looks like right now is we're, we're paying for more and getting less than we were you know two years ago three years ago four years ago so i think that's the main drawback in, in, in everybody's fears and yeah that's that's my last point there yeah i think the structure changes is is a completely valid question mark too it's like this is a di- this is different and meat on the bones is is something i've been actively kind of asking for is You've never broken out the pricing like this. I'm not against the pricing, by the way. I just want it to make sense. That's all. Yeah. I want it to yeah, make yeah. sense. So. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. That's all I got, Lana. All right, man. Thank you. And gonna go to oh my man Weezy's next. He's he's he made it. This has been a this has been a long calling session, a- man. Go ahead, dude. Right. Uh, trying to get you out of here quickly. Um, mm-hmm. so I pretty much. What I was going to talk about is something that you just touched on. Now, you know, everyone has their opinion on what's proper value transition or translation, whatever. I don't even know the right word. Anyways, um, I think it's a little disingenuous to look at Shadowkeep specifically and say, oh, it brought this, 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 this. When I remember, like, the month that Shadowkeep launched, everyone's going oh it's just got this altar this raid isn't good blah 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 so i kind of find that somewhat disingenuous to use hindsight as an argument but that's neither here nor there but at the same time i also agree that yes we need to know more inf- we need more information on the expansion because it is a 40 dollar expansion so i guess what i was trying to get at is i think both sides like need to meet in the middle because everyone is just talking over each other like you're not right you're not wrong though but just because you feel strongly about it it's purely your opinion that doesn't mean that the person who's like oh man dude it's destiny it's just more destiny I, that's all i want that doesn't mean that his opinion's wrong that's the way how he feels about it so it, it's not really i'm just trying to you know i want a little bit more cohesiveness we got to understand each other a little bit more stop going no you need to listen to me and this is what i think blah blah like no we stop stop talking at each other talk to each other that yeah and i appreciate that word i tried to stress that last night like i think there's a difference between sharing perspectives with the goal of understanding the other perspective and trying to win some weird chess game like yeah it's there i don't have disco i don't have discord points to give you like no one's gonna (laughs) no one's gonna win and then be like yeah lono crowned me victor you know what i'm saying like 
and this is one of the reasons why some of the people have not been kicked out of the discord because i value passionate people passionate people have uh there there's there's this strength on the top you know if you picture like a turtle shell right there's this strength on the top of they're passionate and they they pour themselves into both topics discussions and things they're they're usually very educated on the thing they're passionate about they read it all they study it all they read the articles but the underbelly of weakness of that strength is that you can be kind of boorish and and kind of pushy and snippy because your 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 passion starts to override your uh, sort of your self-awareness and I myself have changed the way that I go back and forth with people now very right. very different in the way that I uh, I disagree or debate folks because I've I would say around the time I was doing King's Fall raids I was like 8 or 9 I could get all the way up to an 8 or 9 pretty snippy pretty dismissive of people that didn't agree with me and right. I think around the time <laughs> around the time SNTR Presents was born I was probably like a 6 or a 7 I've gotten myself down probably to like a, a 3 or a 4 sometimes a 5 like I've tried to curb all that down because it's so much more enjoyable to walk away and be like I completely understand that person's perspective now I don't agree with it but I have such a great understanding of like where they're coming from and uh, honestly it makes it makes debating better anyway yeah um, I, I sorry I didn't no no go myself. ahead go ahead no, I was just saying, like, I mean, I know I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to pretend to be perfect, but I, I think a lot of these conversations are getting lost because, like, there's just, like, I get it. Everyone's passionate. Everyone's fiery. But, like, it's coming across as dismissive and you're just snippy. And now everyone is just taking bar, like, throwing bars back and forth. And it's it's tiring to just see it, like, nonstop, like. We, we're we're better than this. Like we're all adults. I, we can communicate and not agree and be perfectly fine. Like Light Leap, who I get along with great. There's a lot of things we don't agree on, and we argue passionately. But we like you know we keep it at a certain level of respect. Where it's like okay, I see where you're coming from. I don't agree with you, but I see where you're coming from. Right and. And this is why I kind of said what I said last night is I value the people that have probably been, uh, you know, maybe the most kind of snippy or whatever the discord. Like I actually value them because some of them have toned it down and have have become, I would consider like pretty good sparring partners. Uh, with each other or with me in the discord. Like I always value that. I kept people around on Twitch all the time who would just go round and round with me. And uh, I actually have learned to value that. Like, (laughs) you know what? Like, I'm not Negan. I don't want to get weird here. But you know how Negan was like, people are a resource in The Walking Dead. Like, I kind of think of it in that way. I'm like, passionate people have have immense value in a community like this because if they can, if I can sort of shave off all of the 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 rough edges, they can become this really sharp focused value point of uh if they're gonna take up for something you're gonna get a really great argument and a really great back and forth and that's just good tv um that's just good television so that's why i've continued to lean against some of you like understand this if if dad lono if papa lono shows up in discord and starts to kind of like coach you through how to change how you're approaching subjects it's not because I'm mad. It's because I see the potential and what you can bring to the community. It's like you are a you are an absolute pistol. Like 
the like you you just gotta you gotta shoot at the right targets. Like I think right now we're all drained, we're we're frustrated. You're sick of staying home. You're sick of the situation. You're sick of everything getting delayed. And let's just be careful we don't take it out on each other by mistake. Like I don't think anybody's going into the Discord yep. being like, I am gonna take a chunk out of somebody today. I just think we're all kind of there right now, you know. Um, yeah. So that, I, that's a good that's, word from Wheezy. That that was really it. I'm just you know I I like to see that. You know, we can have our discourse, but without it being disrespectful, really. And I know it's not really super Destiny related, but it's just, hey, guys, you know, let's respect each other's opinions. Even if you don't like, even if you're like, man, I don't agree with this one bit, at least respect that opinion and go, hey, man, that's what's up. I appreciate you for telling me. I don't agree, but I respect where you're coming from. That's it. That's all I got. All right, man. Good word, Wheezy. We are moving to our last couple callers here. Guys, don't feel rushed because of Repeat Theater. I, that's Repeat Theater will happen when it happens. If you're here and you're a VIP and wanting to call in, I don't want anybody feeling rushed right now. So, Gilly, if you're here, you said, how much Bungie still needs to tell us why it's slightly getting concerning. Go ahead. Uh, yes. Uh, I came across something on Reddit um, by a a very dedicated user um spawnling on reddit um he made a post um i think it was a couple weeks ago about seven things bungie hasn't talked to us and there are a lot of things um you know logistics wise that they actually haven't talked to us about they've talked to us a lot about a lot of new things that are coming um and then they're going to talk more about the logistics this week and next week obviously with guns happening today and sandbox stuff happening next week but I'm just going to quickly run this over because I thought it was very well done. And I think it's the amount that is on here is, is mm-hmm. slightly concerning because we only have three weeks left. I haven't talked about what they're going to do with the world loot pool, what they're going to do with blue weapons, what they're going to, how are we, are they going to be reissued? Are they going to delete them? Are they just going to stay where they're at now? Um, they haven't talked about XP, bounties, our progression, or, you know, with the seasons being longer, um, especially next season how is next season going to work are they going to combine this season and winter are we going to split it half and half are we going to have a, a month-long season and then another month how's that going to work with season pass am i i'm paying ten dollars for the season am i going to have enough time to get all the things i need i don't want to spend four weeks on super grind mode half of that being ready for the raid day one to get my season pass when it, if he's even going to change in bounties are we going to have enough time in a month to even earn our entire season pass without three character no-lifing it? Um, we've seen hints of the new UI. How's that going to work? Dark mode. Is that dark mode going to be only on stasis? Are we going to be able to change it? I know dark mode's been pretty popular uh, online recently over the past couple years. Just I don't know why, but it has been. Um, we've seen the dark mode, but no details on how that's going to work. We haven't seen any other UI changes that we've been asking for. We haven't seen anything about the, the artifact, how mods are going to work, how's that going to work with, once again, it being shorter, how, and also the content being slightly longer. Um, we haven't. They, they've said that they're going to change how we do bounties and bright dust to be less character specific and more account specific, but we've heard no details on how that's going to work. Um, I'm assuming that's going to come in. I believe they said it's going to come with Beyond Light, but there's no details on that. Um, they've changed. No longer they're selling, you know, legendary ornaments. Are we going to still be able to earn those? Because I think that's a good way 
that's a good incentive for a lot of weapons that are old that people like. That's a good incentive to throw in some easy, like some low-hanging fruit. That's easy loot to give people. Um, and we've seen, slightly seen this with festival, but um, you know, event progression and, and aspirational, you know, loot, ghost shells, and that stuff that normally would be in the Eververse that they're not selling anymore. We've seen no economy material changes. I just thought about this today. Like, what are they going to do with the synths? Because we have synths for uh, rec- or Reckoning and you know, Gambit Prime. What are they going to do with all those materials that we've earned? Are they just going to delete them? Are we going to get some sort of... I don't know if we... Do we deserve a compensation for those materials? Can we change them, exchange them for something new? And they haven't told us about any any previous subclasses or any other subclasses going to get reworked with the new stuff. Not even, you know, moving it to the aspects. But are they going to get tuned, tweaked? Or are some of the changes we've been asking for, are they going to happen either? Um, I saw that by this on Reddit. I was like, we need to talk about this. There's so much they haven't told us about. It's old because they keep telling us about all the new stuff. I I like I love that you did that because I wanted to just kind of let that list pile up and pile up and pile up and pile up and here's I just had like an epiphany. I think new information and new things can have one of two effects on this community. Number 1, some people see new things and they're like, "Awesome. I can't wait to do the new thing with stasis or to have stasis or to go to Europa." Okay? The other thing that can happen to this community when they see new things is you do the whatabouts. You ask a series of whatabout questions. It actually creates more curiosity. What about this? What about this? What about this? What are you going to do with this? How's that going to work? How am I going to level? What? That's a level cap? That's how high I got to be for the raid? How am I going to level? What's infusion going to look like? Am I going to have to backfill? Do I need to save my tokens? Can I save my bounties? What are you guys doing with the bounties? Are you going to change the UI for the, su- the subclasses? Are you going to update the subclasses with aspects and fragments? What are you going to do with the weapons? Are the weapons going to look like the ghosts? The ghosts are starting to look like the armor, not the armor and the ghosts look alike. Are you going to homogenize all the stuff to look the same in the menu? Are you going to do all those things? Like, that's where your brain goes. Like, some people cannot help it as soon as you hear new information that's what happens it's like a rapid fire what about and that's what I think is happening here there are two types of people that that see that new information and respond in completely different ways and that is exactly why we're having this 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 like rift in the community people are like I don't understand, guys. It's new. It's awesome. What's the problem? And you're like, no, 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 no. I have like a laundry list of questions about all these things. As you were listing all that off, that guy on Reddit, it just a light bulb went off for me. I was like, new information about Destiny has two effects on this community. And it's like you either fall into one camp or the other. And I feel like a lot of us are just stuck in this. You're going to completely change the game. I have so many questions. <laughs> like... Which is valid. We've spent a bunch of time in it. Like we, you know, the the, the content loop, the day to day, the week to week, this, you know, the seasonal feel of like I'm going to be in here living in this game. What's going to be going on with all these things? Um, and so yeah. I'm I'm glad you did that. Yeah, these are um, important logistical questions that um, I feel not that we forget about, but are lost in all of the details that Bungie does have to manage as the game developer. Like all these, you know, these are issues that they promised in TWABs and they talked about like, you know, if you're going to talk about these things, you can't let this stuff go. And these are also the concerns we raise when, when you make these fundamental changes about how we make the game. And like, these are all the nuances and, and the little things that slip by in the cracks that Bungie sometimes doesn't have the best track record with, with maintaining. Like, 
things that they just kind of forget about that get lost in, you know, you know, lost in the weeds of we're making all these changes. And I think it is it is important that we ask these questions and we see answers because it you know, new stuff is great. We always love the new stuff, but new stuff only lasts as long as it feels new. These are the kind of changes that make day in, day out, no matter when you're playing, better to play. And that makes it a better game. That makes it easier to bring new people and it's easier to market and sell. So if they forget about these things, that they not only, you know, one, they promised they would tell us about, but two, that are just baseline important to do. That's it's, so good. it's getting That's... concerning. That's so good that you brought that up. It, like Lightleap would be glad that you brought that up. Like, and I and I, and I want to phrase it this way: We know you can create new loot and activities for us to do. If the base game experience doesn't improve, I kind of don't care, right? Like a lot of people are like, if you don't make leveling less of a freaking headache, if you don't clean these things up, if the base level experience feels so rough around the edges and so laden with irritation that is carried over from D2 vanilla to infusion to RNG based leveling like all those carryovers of frustration I think to some people matter more than just a new destination new raid and new loot you're like no 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 no. the day to day has so many things about it that's frustrating like we need ground level quality of life improvements that's interesting too because as we've been talking about this there's all this marketing we're missing, but there's also all those quality of life conversations that we're really, really curious about. And I think that's very important to add to the discussion. It's not that we're sitting here entitled and want all this information and we feel like we're owed stuff. It's like, come on, there's so many base level things, as you said, that just aren't where we want them to be. And that affects my day-to-day experience. It doesn't matter if you add new content, new loot, new things to chase. I'm 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 gonna sit here and want to know: Is the day to day gonna gonna feel better? Is it is the game going to feel better in year four? I, I know you have loot for me to chase. That's not that's not in question. So, yeah, these are the things that keep people playing because people will come and get new loot, but if they're only here for three weeks for the new expansion and they don't stay for the rest of the season, they don't stay for the next seasons. That's not a good business model. That's that's not a good game. You will. You know, the Destiny community, we're very, we will turn on dimes. We have a turning radius, far impressive. So if we get three weeks in and like, this is all fun, and then we've seen none of the changes, it, it can, I don't want to say this because I don't know how Beyond Light's going to be, but it can burn if, if the shiny and new, as it fades away from being shiny and new, goes to dull and gray that it's been for however, you know, the past years we've had this it's not going to be a good expansion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got to move on, but that was good. I appreciate what you bring to the table, Gilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll post this link in for anybody who wants to read all the details. Yeah. Yeah. Do that guys. Look for his link for the Reddit post. We're going to go to chef now, a brand new, brand new VIP today, jumping in uh, to the conversation. Uh, wanted to call in about how similar do you think Bungie is running the marketing similar to Forsaken, Dreaming City comparison, and comparing Gear Three and Four D Two and others. Go ahead and elaborate on that, Chef. If you're still here, you got you might have to unmute. Oh wait, wait, wait. He might have left and come back. No, I got you unmuted. There you go. I'm here. Uh, is my audio all set? Is mm-hmm. it sound fine? All right. Um. So I'm gonna go a little different than my question said after hearing the six previous people because it seems like the discussion's kind of going into something. Uh, more that I want to talk about than the question I had, but okay. in terms of size, right now, from what we know, we have Europa, we have Cosmodrome, we have other things unknown, but it, 
scarily enough, it's about the same size as Shadowkeep, maybe a little bit larger, and I get the concerns that people have. And then that leads me into my next point, and I'm going to sound kind of like a, a bungee apologetic here, but that's not my intentions because I completely understand the concerns that people have. But I think there's a few things that uh, we need to remember. And the main thing is, like you keep saying over and over again, the, the 2020 and this horrible year, I think that has a major effect on their marketing and the communication. Because I was looking back earlier in terms of marketing for Forsaken and releasing releases that they did. And the Vi doc, which we have not got yet, where it seems like Bungie likes to release a lot of their information on things, came out three months previous to the release of Forsaken all the way back in June when they announced Forsaken and that gave everything like Gambit, Dreaming City, the new weapon system, this, that, and the other thing. And we haven't had that yet for Beyond Light and I'm hoping we get that in a few weeks, but I think that the Vidoc is crucial for people to really understand what we're getting in an expansion and make them feel comfortable and we haven't had that. So I understand the the grievances people have because there has been no Vidoc and it's only been TWABs and things like that. And I'm hoping that with the Vidoc, that they're gonna take things and have big releases within that 10 minute video whatever they did because they already showed that with the the reveal trailer for beyond light where they said you know they brought us back to the previous expansions you know here here was uh dark below here was d2 vanilla and then oh here's 2021 with the witch queen and i think they're really prepared to show something big in the viaduct because they use they like to do that here's gambit here's dreaming city like i said before and I think that's important to remember. So I'm hope that, hope, hoping that something in the Vidoc, whether it's a new destination, possibly, I highly doubt it, but they're confident, right? Luke Smith says you're not you're you're not prepared. Something I think there's something that they're definitely keeping from us that in the Vidoc it will it will show. And the other thing I was talking about when people keep talking about shadow keeping and so and so and how this past year has been dry and everything. And I remember you saying back in uh, Season of the Worthy uh, about how year three was was a skeleton crew for Destiny, right? It, for, and for Bungie, it was a skeleton crew, what they were doing. It was, they were trying to get past and keep decent updates, but they were really looking forward to the future. And now the future's here. So I think Bungie is very confident in terms of their what they're saying. Luke Smith, who chooses his words very carefully saying you're not prepared i think they're this confident because i think they have a full force of people behind them now for this uh for this dlc and i think there i think there's something big that we're not getting it and i think the vidoc is crucial for that yeah i like that you touched on the fact that they're really confident like there there is this i do get this sense of like passion and confidence from them the last couple times they've talked about the game and and I and I'm also looking to the Vidoc to really bring that. At this point, I'm not putting hope in the in the uh, in the Twabs anymore. I'm really not. Um, no, yeah, no. I'm I'm setting my sights on that Vidoc. Like, well, Vidoc, however people pronounce it. The that's got to bring the heat of essentially mm-hmm. put Luke Smith on cam, let him narrate it, and really talked about you know the way the way this game's going to change and improve. Um, it and their passion and their confidence is great but i feel like that's been there for a long long time and it really comes down always to delivery and execution every time no i i completely agree and and well hearing what people say and i i'm after hearing people's issues with this i'm starting you know i was on the side of i'm always optimistic about destiny dlcs and i think we're far improved from d2 vanilla i think that was 
the in Destiny's whole career, that in my opinion, that was the worst. That was the lowest of lows. D two vanilla, Curse of Osiris. It was awful, horrible to play. I think many people can agree that. And I think we've come leaps and bounds. And I think that, like I said, the skeleton crew situation. And I think now that they believe they're full force behind it. But as I was saying, these people, their arguments that they're making, it has drawn me a little bit closer to the middle where like i could see the concerns and if the viaduct doesn't have anything to offer it's just like here's europa here's the story here's aramis i i don't know but i and i do get the sense that this is similar to forsaken back to my question that i wrote down a couple hours ago that i do get the sense from aramis and, and the story that it's similar to aldrin and the barons that like oh here's this story that you're gonna do and complete in the first day or two on each character but then something bigger and above is is controlling whether it's the darkness or whether it's some vex or whatever's happening with its bray tech in the in the uh in the what's it called the the uh deep stone crypt whether it's any of those things i think there's a bigger something and i think hopefully in the vidoc we see i i doubt it but it, a dreaming city sort of like oh here's this area within europa here's this that's another big playable thing but and i i, I there's a need to panic right now i understand that but until there's a vidoc release or until there's the europa release the the beyond light dlc in 19 days or whatever that is i can't i can't really finally judge and really harp on bungie too hard i understand the communication problems yeah yeah and that's and that is where i think there's a divide as well like there's the twabs for information but you know post notes that sort of thing and then there's the marketing and the marketing does seem solid marketing typically doesn't bring clarity though marketing creates hype and i think that's where the two need to come together more and bring that clarity yeah where we're getting the information and we're getting the the hype between the two uh is is where i really want to see the I guess I would call it almost like the weaving of the two worlds in the next two weeks because if that doesn't happen I I think a lot of us are going to get sort of just stuck I I do I think a lot of people will just stay on the free sidelines and be like well I'm just going to wait I'm going to wait to see if this is worth it and uh, and good enough and uh, that's kind of where where we are today so Mm -hmm. yeah and and just one final thing very Mm -hmm. quickly just uh, I I think I think it was uh Gritter maybe made the point earlier in chat that I, I really liked that I was actually going to bring up was that I think they made it deliberate when they when they showed they had the guts to say back in what was it July or June when they released uh, revealed Beyond Light and then they said oh here's Witch Queen and here's Lightfall and like this is the future of Destiny and kind of grouped it together I think the mindset is that we have to think of not necessarily this is Beyond Light in terms of oh it, it's Taken King and it's a solo expansion moving towards the side of this is a three-part expansion this is the future and this is this is a grouping of things and and we're working towards the three years instead of year by year by year because i think that's what bungie wants they talked about the evolving world and the story evolving from season to season so i think instead of saying this is beyond light this is witch queen this is lightfall they are their separate expansions come out a year later but it's more of a group of the darkness is here sabathun's here and it's all coming together through the seasons so and i think that what they took away from the game will come back within those three years, albeit if you like it or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Good thoughts, man. Appreciate you being a uh, jumping in today. First time caller, man. Thanks for calling in, dude. Appreciate last, it. Have a good one. La- yeah. Last but certainly not least, we are going to Kevin. We're, we're, we're running along, Kevin. 
So help me out today, sir. You're wanting to call in about speculation on the next three twabs. That's pretty broad. Have you been able to narrow this down on something specific you want to call in about? Hi. Uh, my God. Where, where do I even begin? I was um, right. I was going to talk about the the twabs in the future, like the, in these next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last week's twab about uh, the the raid race and Deej leaving, but uh, the the conversation got a little sidetracked because I've been listening uh, since the first caller. So <laughs> I've been listening for like I've been listening to like seven people arguing about the the price value and and all that. So um, <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna skip on the twabs for a little bit and just uh, okay talk about value and. Uh, what was today's subject again? Um, how lack, quiet lack Bungie has been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah, how quiet Bungie has been. Right. Um, Jesus, I had to get a drink. Um, <clears throat> so, Bungie, like, fr- from what I know and from what I've seen, Bungie is, is pretty smart and conscious about these kind of things, uh, marketing and, and all that. Um, I think they're being silent on purpose and waiting uh, and well I wouldn't say stalling but being light-hearted maybe on purpose Mm -hmm. to um, to have the players hype themselves up instead of Bungie actively marketing with trailers and all that like obviously they're still gonna uh, post a Vidoc and have more info but um, then we're gonna circle back to value and the confusion that people have about um well i i like it's fine for being quiet and mysterious and mm-hmm. getting hyped but where are we going with this bungee like uh, where um what are we getting here with this expansion uh for the 40 dollars or 50 including the season right um what was it like 40 50 regardless like um what was i gonna say it adds a lot of confusion. Like me personally, I I like roadmaps and uh, the images they posted for Season of Undying, Season of Dawn, Season of the Worthy, like generic roadmaps with dates and rough estimates on when things will happen. But um, it it is pretty confusing for the for the community right now, where we all have all these questions. Like, okay, you're gonna make us pay almost forty or fifty dollars. And we barely know what we're going to get. We know about the Europa. <clears throat> we know that the Cosmodrome is coming back. And a couple strikes from the Cosmodrome. Uh, we, we're going to get the new Stasis subclass and we're going to get a new raid. And a new story. Like a proper story about Aramis and the Exo Stranger. Um, but there is... It, it's hard. Like If I was in Bungie's shoes... It would be really difficult to find a balance between roadmap and like silence or mystery. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. Like, if, if, if I, you were CEO of Bungie, like, how would mm-hmm. you approach these things? I think that's a good way of framing it. Is there's the roadmap that is basically like 
showing you an actual calendar of when you're getting mm-hmm. stuff and, 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 and how the Bastion became a little bit problematic. It was almost like they got their hand burned. like they And they've recoiled a little bit, and so now we're mm-hmm. on the Silence Mystery track. And yeah. I said earlier, I kind of want a blend of the two. I don't want to see right. everything. I don't need to have this... Um, over over exuberance Uh, yeah too much transparency can be a bad thing but also literally dead silence I mean season of arrivals uh, somebody corrected me on this we got all the info like an hour before uh, the season started yeah I remember that's not that's not gonna fly with an expansion so I think the way you framed it is right is there's there's two extremes here there's the total silence and then there's the calendar somewhere in the middle I think would work I really do think the season and the expansion I think they both they both need to have pages with really solid info. I don't need the veil pulled back. I don't need to see it all. So I think that's the best way to kind of frame and even kind of land today's plane here of you know Q&A calling and discussion is that there are sort of two extremes and I don't think either are appealing. We're hoping for yeah. that middle ground to be where things end up in the next two weeks. That is my, my hope. Because yeah, like right now it's, it's either Bungie is, is dead silent on purpose or they they promote too much they they don't really have a they didn't really balance it out like uh balance out the uh yeah balance it out yet uh i i hope we can land in the middle in these next couple weeks and maybe bungie is gonna have post a a rough roadmap on on bullet points and and things you can expect in these next couple uh, weeks leading up to beyond light and um did they do it this season like didn't they make an image where uh there was a section for that had uh, content for free players and another section that had content for paid players i think it was this season something like that do you remember do you know what i'm talking about yeah they've always kind Uh, of spliced spliced that up um right as far as like what's free and what's not that's that's another aspect we touched on today Right, yeah, because I think that's the biggest question mark. Is like, people like to know what they're gonna invest their time into, or money, or both. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a free, if you're a free, <coughs> Jesus, free player. Sorry about that. You probably will invest time, and then you have to look around or search up. Like, all right, if I'm gonna play this game, how am I gonna play it, and what content am I gonna do? And if you're gonna pay for an expansion, people like to know what am I paying for. Yeah. Um, th- those are the two biggest questions, like from what I know. Yep, I think um, we're I think we're kind of circling back around now. We're kind of the dog yeah, yeah, yeah. on the t- yeah, attached pole. We're, we're we, no no no. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You're the last caller. It's kind of unfair to expect <laughs> you to bring something yeah. brand new and fresh to the table. So I still think you brought in some some good perspective on the idea about how there are two extremes to avoid here, and right. I think that's a helpful way to frame it. So I'm gonna have to end it though because we we've gone pretty long. So thanks for calling in, that's Kevin. Right, yeah. Appreciate no you. And everybody else that called in, thanks for calling in. If you're like, man, that'd be pretty cool to call in and do that. This has actually been our longest call-in session, so I understand we get a, we we we'll get a little repetition sometimes. That's totally fine. It's a perk you can cash in as a VIP member. Don't forget, Friday nights are also VIP fight night. We'll be doing Among Us this Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, and VIPs get also early access 
to uh, Q&A in the Discord. So if you don't want to get your question sort of uh, as a repeat, you know, you submit your written question as question number 11 or something, it may be a repeat and that early access can help. So don't go anywhere. We're not shutting down the stream, but I'm going to do an outro here. If you enjoy these segments and you make it all the way to the end, you can also always watch me live at sntrlive.com or catch the video uploads at sntrvideos.com. And don't forget sntrnetwork.com is everything so we got three sntr links for you pick the one that suits you best live content video upload content or the network for all of my shows appreciate you listening and watching please like share and subscribe